So Donald Trump, <clears throat> accused of fraud in what is the most ridiculous trial ever. He didn't even get a trial, honestly. And he was he was forced to pay essentially $350 million or so. Now, businesses and investors are threatening to leave the city, causing panic so much the governor had to come out and say, everything's fine. It's just a one-off thing. Kevin O'Leary, who's a real estate developer and worth like half a billion dollars, has now gone on multiple interviews saying, I will not operate out of New York because Trump did everything legally. And this is funny because O'Leary's like, I, I'm not for or against Trump. I don't care about the politics, but Trump didn't do anything wrong. He valued his assets. He made it alone. There's no victims. Everybody made money. And now they're coming after him. He's talking about building new plants for data, building new data centers that need power plants. And he's like, New York is Niagara Falls. Now New York is totally out. One of the states that he mentions, West Virginia. That's right. We'll gladly take all your money. So we'll talk about that. Plus, we got this viral story about truckers for Trump threatening to boycott that uh, truckloads that are going into New York. However, it would seem now the dude who initially put out the statement saying that he talked to a bunch of truckers are saying they're not going to they're not going to de deliver loads in New York. Apparently, he's backing down. So we'll talk about that. Plus, a bunch of other news. Trump's got a GoFundMe set up that's raised half a million dollars already to help pay his legal fees <laughs> related to New York. It's crazy. But ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, we have uh, in lieu of our uh, normal shout out for Cast Brew Coffee, we're going to be shouting out LFRF.org. That's the Loudoun First Responders Foundation. You may have heard the news. We were talking about it last night when, when the news broke that um, not too far away from where we are in Loudoun County, Virginia, near uh, Dulles Airport, a house exploded. It took the life of one of the first responders. Several others were very seriously injured. And a, uh, a close family member of one of the Timcast crew was very seriously injured and is still in very serious, I, I believe, even potentially critical condition. And uh, so we just want to shout out the Loudoun First Responders Foundation, where if anybody wants to help, you can make a donation. I know it's tough. We don't, you know, it's not like we're shouting out every single foundation for every single county or state or city. So all I can really say is, you know, this this directly affects us. These were firefighters who rushed in to help a, 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 help in an emergency. A propane tank exploded, seriously injured so many people, took the life of one guy, and it happened right in our backyard and to people that we know and care about. So uh, that's our bias, and we're hoping that uh, you guys will at least learn about what Loudoun First Responders do, and if you want to make a contribution, that's lfrf.org. You can also, uh, after you've done that, check out eyesofadvice.com. The new song is coming out Friday. It's kind of hard to promote a song after, after all that. I really do hope uh, you know everyone's all right. And, and, you know, shout out to the first responders. But uh, Eyes of Advice will be up on, on Friday. And the promo video has been released at the Tim Ca uh, the Trash House Records YouTube channel. More importantly, become a member over at TimCast.com. Click join us and you'll get access to the members only uncensored show coming up at 10 p.m. tonight, as well as our Discord server where you can hang out with like minded individuals and even submit questions where you could personally call in to talk to us and our guest in that uncensored. So you don't want to miss it. Next, uh, uh, on the 5th of March, we're having a live event sold out but we're going to be planning these potentially once a month we'll see if we can pull it off and this is at our martinsburg west virginia location which is relatively close to dc and pittsburgh it's a couple hours drive but i think most people can make it and uh it's members only so become a member today because you never know when we're going to make the announcement and we, we we typically just send out we're going to send out emails to everybody let them know but uh if you'd like to support our work directly go to timcast.com also don't forget to smash that like button subscribe to this channel Share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and whatever else, David Lucas. Yeah, I'm here. Who are you? What do you do? Hey, man, what's up, bro? Y'all already know who I am. Uh, you know me from uh, All Dev Digital's Roast Me, Kill Tony, MTV, Yo Mama back in the day. Uh, 
I'm a roaster. I'm a comedian. I'm a YouTuber. I'm an Instagrammer. <laughs> I'm out here. Right on. Yeah, most people uh, uh, have been chatting that you're one of the goats. You're. Uh, I, I just got to tell you, when we walked in, we were excited you were here. You had a comedy bit go viral, but you, you're generally, uh, you got quick wit, man. Yeah. We were down, I, I meet you for the first time and you're downstairs and I, I'm laughing every five seconds because yeah. like everything that comes up, you've got some, you, you, yeah. it's good. I mean, um, for me, comedy has always been a coping mechanism, man. I didn't grow up in the best of circumstances. I, uh, you know, rate, I, I found out this week that I'm not black. <laughs> so, oh, God. That's news to I, me. Yeah, I found out after after getting canceled for the GF joke. Y'all know what GF stands for. Um, I found out this week I'm not black because my my father is Hispanic. Uh, so apparently they, they I pulled your card. They pulled my card. Damn. They found out. I thought that you were gonna say you didn't vote for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> they found out that my daddy's Hispanic. My full name is David Manuel Lucas. <laughs> the world the world knows that now, and uh, I'm not black. So, uh, you know, oh, I, I, that, well, it'll be interesting, home. I guess, then. But yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I guess Serge, Serge, Serge is African American. That's right. Were you from yeah, South I Africa? Am. Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> you I mean, that's only, got a little bit of education. Yeah. That's, that's, you that's the only way you can be. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way you can be uh, African American. Yeah, like, sure. But some people like, don't know that. I get often questioned, like, "Oh, why are your parents black?" Like all the time, more than you find a hilarious. It's kind of you're, like wow, you're more African American than me. Hey, I guess apparently not. Oh, wow. That's crazy. All right. Thanks for hanging out. It should be a lot of fun. We got Shane hanging that's out. That's awesome. I'm Shane Cashman. I'm here, one of my favorite comedians. It's awesome you're here. Kill Tony is one of my favorite shows. Thank you, bro. So it's a real, real honor to be yeah, here. What, what, what is, is good, fun. Ian? Oh, man. So many things. Shane, I'm happy to be here too. Ian Crossan. What's up, dude? Dude, David, you asked about, I heard you asked him what that crystal ball is all about. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. It's Not only is it a lens, you can light stuff on fire through direct sunlight, but it's, uh, it's, it's quartz and it, it vibrates with sympathetic vibration with other crystals nearby. Your bones that, are made of crystal. That ball is not quartz. It's quartz crystal crushed Since into a when? sphere. Really? This yeah. whole time? And, uh, there's, That's expensive. Not anymore. They figured He's out how like, to do it in laboratories. Yeah. Because yeah. no, we we got, I, I bought Ian that rose quartz over there. It was like $400. Yeah, but these are like 100 bucks now. You can get a pretty right. cheap. Oh, that's not expensive. Yeah, those are cheap. Oh, yeah, compared to like good. 500 years ago, a king would have sent 60,000 gold coins to get something like that made because they were so challenging they to find and shit, bro. They didn't know shit, bro. It was rough. But, so uh, in addition to vibrating with your bones, I mean, we go into it on the show. I'm happy let's, to see it, man. Bro, what kind of, like what kind I was of, saying, it's vibrations. What kind of vibrations? Are yeah. Well, like, um, it's called sympathetic Stuff vibration. And what happens this, is a, a crystal over here will matter. vibrate. <laughs> Another crystal over here will start to vibrate this at the same Black frequency. This is Black Panther shit. Y'all trolling me. <laughs> I'm talking about, dude. <laughs> y'all, yeah. is that vibranium? Y'all trolling me already. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, Ian, yeah. It's only magic till you nah, figure out how any, it works. Anybody who's seen this show will tell you, no, no, no. Ian talks about vibrating all the time. Dude, I'm so we, into it, We don't know what it's about, but he loves it. Let's go deep. You must have a mangina. <laughs> all right so we'll find out on the after show <laughs> why are you so fascinated says, with vibrating he says we'll save it for that it just feels show. so good david all right we got we, let's let's get to the news yeah, yeah, yeah i'm here as well uh yeah stuff vibrates bro <laughs> <laughs> all right okay let's talk about news yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to talk about news today but we're gonna we're gonna laugh at it a lot we got yeah. this from uh, daily mail shark tanks kevin o'leary slams mega loser state new york over 355 million Trump verdict and says it will drive business out of the state. So uh, most of you probably know by now because, you know, Stephen Colbert went nuts on his show complaining about it. But Trump's been ordered to pay 355. It's like 354.9 million dollars. They claimed it was fraud. I'll give you the simple version. Why is it fraud? So Donald Trump is trying to get loans. He wants to build a building. So he goes to the bank and says, look, 
I need, you know, let's say a hundred million dollars. And they say, OK, we'll give you a hundred million dollars. But what's your collateral? How can you back up this loan in the event you don't pay? And he says, I got this building over here. It's worth a hundred million dollars. They look at it and they go, mm, I don't know. That's got to be 70. And he goes, trust me, it's worth a hundred. Here's why. And they go, OK, fine. Here's your loan. They give him a loan. He built, builds a building. New York argued that because he claimed the value of his building was higher than what they think, it's fraud. I'll give you a better example of how we know this verdict is total BS. They claimed Mar-a-Lago, which is, it's got to be a billion dollar property. They said it was $20 million. You know, you know, that's wrong because next door to Mar-a-Lago is a, is a, a plot of land about a 10th the size of Mar-a-Lago for like 30 or $40 million. Wow. So, right. So in New York, they're just outright lying. So Kevin O'Leary, he's a real estate developer. This is, this is crazy because he's talking about the biggest game right now in real estate is data centers because everybody needs a data center, like all this new tech. And so you need a, a big power source. And he was right. like, New York's got Niagara Falls. They can generate a lot of power. You want to build a data center up there. Plus, I, I'm sure there's something with keeping it cold. And he goes, New York's out. I won't do business in New York. Mm -hmm. So this is where it gets crazy. The governor actually had to come out and reassure business owners over what happened because they're scared and threatening to pull out. Kevin O'Leary's already done. He's a TV personality. So you know he's going to be on TV saying it. Imagine how many others and other investors are like, ah, I'm not going to do business in New York. Think about this. No matter what your business is, the state will just lie, accuse you of fraud, and steal your money from you. Right. Why do business in New York? So Kathy Hochul, the governor, comes out. This is, uh, this is Sunday. Guardian reports saying you have nothing to worry about after Trump was fined. It's a one off thing. Law abiding and rule following New Yorkers who are business people have nothing to worry about because they're different than Donald Trump and his behavior. The only problem everybody knows that's not true. Trump did not do anything wrong. So let them let them reap what they sow, I guess. There you go. That's the news. <laughs> did she come out in response to Kevin O'Leary or did he make a video after this comment? He's been doing several interviews where he's like freaking out. He's like, I. I don't understand what's going on. How does this happen? And even in the trial, when they're trying to determine how much Trump had to pay, the the people who lent Trump money were like, uh, he did nothing wrong. We loved what he did. Right. We got rich from him and we like him. And they right. were like, that doesn't matter. He, he committed fraud. I got this friend last night who's, I, he would I, he would even consider himself like a leftist. He'd be like, he's progressive leftist Portland guy or whatever. And he's like, you know, I want Trump to get what he has coming to him with all this stuff. But there's something weird about the way all this stuff is coming right now before an election where he's trying to run. Right. That it, has, it, it seems Yo, bad. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It, I agree in, with you. It does. In the clip. In one of the clips from Kevin, so Kevin O'Leary is a guy from Shark Tank, right. you know, mm -hmm. in one of the clips, he says, I know that Trump has a whole bunch of other court cases or whatever against him. I don't, I don't care. I'm not pro or con or whatever, but this one makes no sense. And I'm like, Kevin. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. 
Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. CarShield.com slash Carlson. That's CarShield.com slash Carlson. They're all like that. (laughs) None of them make sense. It's just that he's a real estate developer. Mm -hmm. So he sees this and goes, whoa, they're, they're, they're framing Trump. They're lying about this. Now imagine everything else they're doing doing to Trump. Exactly. If they can lie about this one, what else did they fucking lie about? Everything. It's it's so crazy because when you look at a state and a city like New York, New York City, New York City's failing just like LA. Mm. They they since COVID exposed a lot in both of those cities. And we can, I mean you can also use other cities as as an example, but I lived in LA. And when you get fascinated by the views and the weather and the things that there are to do in L.A., you kind of overlook all the bullshit that's actually happening in L.A. And once you're once you have to sit at home and deal with everything, then you kind of look like, damn, this is really a shitty ass city. There was so much. What do you want to call it? Uh uh, mental health issues oh. going on in LA. Mm-hmm. I was going to use a worse word than that. I, I'm trying to be careful. <laughs> I'm trying to be careful. But Being there was nice. so much BS going on in LA during all of COVID to where it's like, this, this is a disgusting city to live in. I always love LA because since I was a kid, I wanted to live there. Mm-hmm. But the way it's ran politically, that city has not been the same since we had uh, Mayor Villaraigosa. Mm-hmm. Who who they consider a criminal. And when you talk about running a metropolis like L.A. or a metropolis like New York, can you really be a righteous motherfucker to run a city like that? Can we can That'd we say feces spattered cesspit? <laughs> I'm trying to be mean enough, but keep see. Here's the here's the trick on YouTube. If your insults are academic, they, they let it go. So if you like cuss at someone and call them like a really like right. bad word, YouTube's yeah. like whoa. But if you say something like you fecal know palace smattering fecal, of fecal palace, yeah. do you think that you got to be a, a nasty dude just to get control if you're going to be like govern a city like that? I don't think it's nasty, but. Uh, the balance is both having good and bad, right? And um, I like to talk about the, the the duality in life all the time. And when you have a city like L.A., it's not just ran on morality, right? Because as you see, when they made it not a, a felony to steal, what do we have in L.A.? criminals started getting smarter. So in order to go do smash and grabs, they would take 20 to 30 people with them and grab $20,000 worth of stuff so nobody's charged with a felony. That's how you get more intelligent to still be a criminal. You know what they do in Chicago? Because this happened to me like 10 years ago. They quote unquote panhandle. So a guy comes up to you with something in his pocket pointed at you and he says, hey, can I get can I get 100 bucks? Can I get 100 bucks? Can I, what, do you, what do you got in your wallet? And then... What happens is people just panic because you're told by the police, hand over your money when someone wants it. When they call the cops, what happened? They say the guy came up to me and he and he, he told me to give me the give me his give me my money. And they're like, okay. If they ever catch the guy, he was like, that's not what happened. I asked him for money. And he said, yes. Then the police are like, what did he did he ask you? Like, well, yeah, he said, can I have money? And I said, yes. And they're like, sir, he's a panhandler. You can't accuse him of mugging. So now the muggers, wow. they mug you while being like, can I have your money, please? That is genius. Like, yeah. On the yeah I, mean, I mean, you got to give it to them. Wow. With those uh, <laughs> smash and grabs, though, that would be conspiracy. That should be charged as conspiracy if 20 guys each take a thousand bucks. I mean, but dog, one, one, prior to all this BS, one of my favorite cities was San Francisco. 
You could you could fly up forty five minutes to San Francisco and get an escape out of the hustle and bustle in L.A. because it's really a tech city. Nobody cares about you know entertainment or stuff like that. And it's kind of just a real city with good Chinese food. But now I don't even do shows there because I was doing a show in uh, Spokane, Washington, you know, and uh, my rental car got broken into. Wow! And they stole my suitcases, and I don't want to file through insurance yeah so here i am out of three thousand dollars i gotta replace the window and replace all the stuff that was in Mm. the car was it in the trunk did they bust it open and pop the trunk yeah it was a jeep wrangler man so they couldn't see it in the trunk they just went and looked through the trunk they broke the glass but the way one of my suitcases was situated i wedged it in between the back seat and the, the 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 tailgate so they couldn't take that one out but everything on top they mostly got dirty clothes so they had to wash the clothes before they actually sold them or wore them. They're probably wearing them walking around right now. Yeah, like it smells dirty. like him, too. You're going you're, you're gonna to see that guy from the Biden administration on TV wearing his clothes. You remember that? Hilarious. See him in a 3X that's too big. What kind of mental health degradation did you notice in L.A. while you were living there? Um, I mean, you know, well, uh, what was that president name that took away the mental health stuff? Uh, Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, if you go to a certain part. So when I first moved to L.A., uh homeless people and kind of like anybody with any type of mental health issues was very concentrated to an area downtown uh known as Skid Row. And you know, it would kind of sometimes it would seep over into two or three blocks because I used to live on Fifth and Spring, which is maybe like three or four blocks away from Skid Row. So every now and again you get a one straggler that left yeah. the Queen. That's you know like what downtown. I'm saying? Huh? That's like downtown, like center downtown, right? Yeah, it's center downtown. Yeah, yeah. So I used to live on Fifth and Spring, and every now and again, you get a couple of stragglers, and we have some cool uh, homeless people or people with mental issues. Like, we had a pirate that was real famous when I first moved there, and he would just come to the bar that I would go to all the time. We'd buy him a beer, and he'd be cool as shit. But after COVID, that it started spreading, you know, because there's nobody nobody's outside to you know police these people there's n- there's no governing body so then you start like i was living in studio city at the time uh and then i moved is that, is that, that that's in the valley studio city is in the yeah, valley yeah. yeah so i was living in studio city right and ne- i was living on like uh ventura and violent net we didn't have any type of stuff like that like I there don't. was no there was no tent city in studio <laughs> city there was no real... I mean, you catch a few homeless people on Ventura Boulevard, but that shit's so far away from all the shelters and stuff, they really don't get too far away from where they need to be to you know, possibly sleep at night if it's too cold or rainy. But during the pandemic, dude, I remember one time me and my daughter, my oldest daughter, were walking to Rouse because there was a route to go through Rouse where you had to like cut through a few apartment buildings and then... It, instead of like walking all the way up violent and then going down Ventura, you can cut through a few apartment buildings. And we went down that demo. Uh, we went through the, the shortcut and tents were everywhere. Just junkies laying everywhere. Some dude with his meat just hanging out, just laying. And I'm like, man, I, I'm like, baby, close your eyes. <laughs> wow. Like I'm, I'm not, because you know, like what type of world do we live in where you can't walk to the grocery store with your kid? Mm. Yeah. Did LA release a lot of prisoners at COVID? Remember the beating Probably. lockdown? Because in New York they did. They but you, just released everybody. I think that's that's a lot of it too, because they they started unloading the prisons. Yeah. And so we're we're asking ourselves like, where are all these homeless people come from? Arkham. They yeah they basically cut loose all of the like look, the people who are in these jails, many of them are probably mentally ill, 
And that results in them doing things like exposing themselves mm-hmm. or yeah. like they're going to they're, they're going to find themselves getting arrested for some kind of like social order or right. disorderly conduct kind of thing. Then when COVID comes like, oh, we can't keep these people locked up. So we got to release everybody. Right. They're going to go join the 10 cities. But I think a lot of it might be too. They shut a bunch of businesses down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I heard stories. I don't know to what degree the homeless people explosion we've seen throughout the country because everywhere is because of this. But I have seen like those YouTuber interviews, like maybe, I don't know, people will go on the street and they'll film people. And there was one I saw where it was like a guy and a woman who looked like they were in their 50s and they looked ragged. And they were like, oh yeah, we just worked like low income jobs. But when COVID stopped, we lost our income and we just became broken homeless. Right. And so they just were like, mm. it's it's easier for us now. We live in a trailer in, you know, in on the street with all these tents everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I mean, I get that part. You know, there's a lot of people who who strive low in life and probably take advantage of a lot of, you know, government assistance type mm-hmm. shit. And when COVID came, those <clears throat> bottom level jobs were out. So they had. But I mean, like, dude, like if if, if y'all follow like the Instagram account, uh, street pe- uh, Instagram account, uh, like street people of Los Angeles. Yeah. There, there, there's there was a dude living on Sunset Boulevard who had a whole fucking oh, tarp. That- the apartment thing that he built. Yeah, he had a whole apartment yeah, it with. Crazy. He, he had more shit in his <laughs> tarp Dude. with electricity probably running. Well, it had to be running Yo. illegal. How, did, how else did he have an essential core? The, running illegal electricity to power a TV. Uh, yeah. Had a living room, kitchen. Like, did he have like, other people living in there with him? Was he like renting it out? Who knows? Probably. If, if this kind of stuff continues, I, I predict that we will see abandoned buildings will become. They'll, they'll, it'll like a, sh- a shift in some pseudo ownership will occur where the building is surra- like the people surrounding the buildings in these homeless areas become untenable. Like you can't run a business out of it surrounded by homeless people. So they abandon it. Mm. Nobody wants to buy it. The property value goes to zero. The guy stops paying tax on it. It becomes abandoned. You go to Chicago, you drive on I-55, you're going to see abandoned buildings just like to your right. left. And you're like, I wonder why that building's abandoned. Mm. You drive down to like, you, you go towards uh I don't know if, if people know where the Burnham Skate Park is, but when you go down there, there's a bunch of old abandoned factories, paper mills. What's going to happen is homeless people just take them over. They're going to take them over and they're going to turn into like pseudo ownership, like buildings, and the government will not get involved. Police will not get involved. In fact, they'll probably be happy about it because it takes some of these homeless people off the streets, but it's going to create a weird parallel society. Maybe not like, I don't mean literally as big as mainstream society, but this is a phenomenon that happens around the world mm-hmm. you end up with uh, uh i'll give you an example is the favelas in brazil yeah. in so- south america you end up with these these shanty towns that's what favela basically means people build what they feel like building where they feel like building it there's no regulation there's no governance so like 10 years ago when the uh when the world cup was coming to brazil the government was like we have no control over the favelas because we just let these par- this parallel society grow so the- there's gangs that run it so they went in with these groups called the Kore and the Bopi, I think they were called. This is like the acronyms. Basically dudes with rifles who went in and started arresting and killing the, the de facto governance Jeez. of it. And then they called it a pacification. Right. We're going the opposite. Yeah. Skid Row and these homeless camps are going to turn into shanty towns where the police are going to leave. No cop is going to be like, I'm going to arrest a homeless guy. Why? What's that going to do for no you? Reason. Right. Homeless guys are going to be like, doors open. Why sleep outside when I can sleep inside and there's no cops? 
And then you're going to have just people taking over and building these shanty towns in our cities. It's probably already happening. I was just... Same thing that happened in uh, San Fran. Who visited San Fran recently where they put up the... the Xi Jinping? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where they they cleaned the city up <laughs> to make it look so nice and pretty for this guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the same thing when, uh, what was it, uh, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier had the rumble in the jungle. And the police knew it was a, a fucked up area. So they started like killing anybody who was known to be a criminal to make Africa look like this really dope ass place. Wow. Crazy. Let's jump, let's jump to the story. Crazy. We got the story from The Independent. Truckers for Trump are refusing to drive to New York City after $350 million fraud ruling. Boycott NYC was trending on X with more than 13,000 posts mentioning the term. This morning, Truckers was trending with 300,000 uh, references to the boycott. And then there was another, uh, um, you know, Boycott NYC was trending substantially more than just 13,000 by the time this story came up. Here's a funny thing. So the story originates with a guy. He's, he's a trucker. He's like, I'm on the radio and I'm hearing these people saying they're, gonna, they're not going to accept uh, deliveries, loads, going into New York. He's, it was like 10 guys. It turns into a def- definitive headline. Truckers for Trump are refusing to drive because one dude made a video saying he talked to some people on the radio. Mm. I hope it's more <laughs> widespread right. than just that. It could be two truckers. It could be a thousand. Right. <laughs> the way this headline is. That written. being said... We have heard mutterings like this in the past. Mm-hmm. And there was a story about uh, this trucker's boycott of Colorado when they sentenced this guy to 110 years in prison because his brakes failed and he crashed. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So truckers were just like, I'm not going to Colorado. I'll go to prison. That's it's different. It shows you the power that truckers have. I mean, the free speech convoy in Canada terrified Trudeau and his government so much they started seizing the assets of people and arresting them. If truckers really do say we're not going to go to New York City, and this is something that I predicted as a possibility like a year or two ago. It gets to the point when social order breaks down, truckers probably lean more conservative than liberal mm-hmm. because you're working really hard all the time. Right. You know, I think they're just, you know, de facto. Mm-hmm. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Why, why, why deal with a city like New York that's corrupt, destroying this country, when you can simply say, I'll take a load anywhere else. Right. So so maybe this does end up having a big impact. The Newsweek is reporting right now that the dude who made the original video has deleted it and said, he, he, they're, 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 so I don't like this Newsweek article. They say he backed down. No, no, he made a video where he said, I'm not an organizer. I was just telling people what people were talking about. So I do think the mutterings are happening. My bigger concern is I don't trust that people on the right are coordinated enough or ideological enough to turn down increased wages and job and, and job offers, right? So if a bunch of principled truck drivers say, we won't go to New York, there's going to be some young dude 
His boss is going to call him and say, hey, everyone's rejecting this New York trip. We'll pay you double. And he's going to go, all right. Right. And then what? Mm -hmm. Right. I you feel know. like New York is already kind of collapsing in on itself. I just spent a week there for the first time in a long time. We used to live there. and uh, How many times did you get stabbed? <laughs> I've yeah, still got gauze all underneath yeah. the sweatshirt. It's crazy. It was it was oddly quiet, dude. Just real quick, sorry. Put, yeah. Don't forget. Don't put, put a bit in. When we went to New York, when we had the billboards put up, yes. we're like, okay, so we spent all this money on this billboard campaign. We're going to go and we're going to get photos and we're going to like celebrate. That morning, when we were there, I was like a homeless guy walked up to a tourist woman and just slashed her back with some with a machete or something and then when you were there new year's eve that year prior, oh there was a shooting there was a shooting and, right in times square in Times on new square. year's anyway right. tell your story well, i was in times square too and my wife used to be a waitress in times square i spent a lot of time there it was so quiet and like it was i was telling everybody i was in this uh, serious xm uh show i'm like what's going on and they're like it's just like that now no one goes to work everyone's on zoom Wow. The city's just Still. dead. Yeah. Yeah. And like, wow. this is like the conservative serious show. So they've been stuffed in a corner of a skyscraper. So <laughs> their guests don't offend. Shout out to Wilkow show. But like, I was just like, the city's already collapsing. You know, how many build, how many businesses were shut down during COVID? Mm -hmm. Thousand, I think something like that, you know, dude, I think that, so I'm just saying the boycott seems to already start, have started. Right. People don't want right. to go. Mike can, I feel like I'm wet blanketing Trump because, but I think what they're doing is nasty to this guy. It doesn't seem right. It feels no. like coordinated and political. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what the January 6th thing, people thought he's got my back. I'm going to go out there and protest for Trump. And then they were on the premises. They got arrested and Trump's nowhere to be seen. So if people, are they going to, are they going to suspend their livelihoods and risk their livelihoods for this guy? I don't know. No, that, that's totally unfair, Ian. I mean, Trump just came out with a, a, some golden sneakers. Yeah, and, and sold out. If you're, if you're sold out too. So if you're, if you're in solitary confinement right now for January 6th, you know, you probably got a big old smile on your face that Trump put on. I'm just kidding. I'm ragging. I'm being a dick. Uh, I, I think one of the criticisms over January 6th is that Trump should have pardoned everybody. And there's an argument that he could have declared a blanket pardon. I don't think it's that easy. And I don't think Trump knew what he was doing. I don't think Trump knew what was going on. I don't think, I, you know, it's kind of weird because Trump is, I like the view for most people that are making these political arguments is that Trump is this grandiose, super intelligent 5D chess playing figure. I mean, like his supporters and his detractors. Right. I think Trump's a dude with ideas. Yeah. And some of those ideas were pretty good. I like what he was doing. I think he's made some personal sacrifices. I think he's also done some, some like, not too good things periodically. Uh, I think he's done some really bad things. Commando raids in Yemen reportedly killed an eight-year-old American girl. This one is not uh, uh, confirmed as uh, uh, Abdurrahman al-Awlaki's killing by Barack Obama is. I would like to see this investigated. I don't know that Trump, what his involvement was. I don't know if it actually happened. But he I'd, pardoned Kodak Black. And, 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 and not Julian Assange. <laughs> right. And no clemency for Edward Snowden. Yep. And so he's not... I do. It's, it's the craziest thing because there are people who really think of him as like he should be the like demigod figure. And then there are leftists who view him as like a demi satanic figure. And I'm like, he's just some guy. But, he's a smart guy. He's a successful guy. He's got good ideas. But like, why didn't he do enough for the J6ers? I'm like, I don't know, man. Let me ask you a question, though. Like, all right. So you say he didn't pardon uh, Eric Snowden. But regardless, if you felt like Edward what, Snowden. Eric Snowden. Edward. But, Edward Snowden. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, if you felt like what Edward Snowden was doing uh, was right or wrong, but to go somebody who is our, like, after, you know, maybe what Asia, who was our number one, or China, who was our, or uh, North Korea, excuse me, who was our number two enemy after North Korea. Russia and, was? Yeah. Uh, Russia might be our, uh, uh, well, I think China's our, our biggest adversary. 
Russia is certainly a, a, a serious enemy of the United Second States. Second or right third, now. right? Yeah. So for someone to go there and give them our trade secrets, is that able to have a part in on it? Well, I don't think Edward Snowden gave Russia U.S. secrets. He published them. He, he, he put them out publicly. I'm not a fan of him doing that. But he took, but that's where he took asylum at. Right. Where else could he go? I don't know the Bahamas. I don't. They, they they they'd probably send him right back, uh, wrapped in a casket with a gold ribbon on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, the only like that that's the challenge, right? The world is it, it's it's not so black and white. I mean, I don't. I look at Vladimir Putin and I see a bad guy. Right. Like he's not a good dude. He doesn't have a, he doesn't care about our interests. He cares about his country, but insofar as it like gives him control and wealth, because he's like anybody anyone else who wants power and thinks he's the only one who can do it. And, he, and, he's, and, and despots are not wrong in the regard that they can create order. It just means a lot of people suffer because of it. Right. Navalny should not have died. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm not going to cry over, you know, Navalny. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's Russian. He's not American. I'm, I'm concerned about what's going on with J6ers in America. But you look at the Clintons. You look at the Democratic Party, the Uniparty, the neocon establishment. I'm like, the only, the only reason, like, if it came down to a war between Russia and the deep state, I'm on the side of the deep state simply because I live here too, and I don't want to get blown up. And the only shared interest we really have is both of us not getting blown up. Other than that, they're crackpot evil people. Right. They think they're smarter mm-hmm. than you. They think they're better than you. They think you should do as, as you're told. They should be in charge forever. They think our, our found, founding documents don't matter. They will spit in your face at a moment's notice. And the only saving grace is they also live on a piece of land we would like, we have to share and live on. That's the only thing we have in common. Okay. I wonder that sometimes if the people in the deep state actually are Americans sometimes, because it's like, who are they? Corporation? Corporate? When you say deep state, what do you mean? When I think of it, it's like people that are feeding the money into the pol- political realm okay. that aren't well, in the politics. I think of reptile deep, people. In in all seriousness, deep state uh, uh, was, I believe it started as a term to reference what's called permanent government. Okay. And so deep state- You can't vote them in or vote them out. Mm-hmm. Right. They were appointed, they hold power, and they will never There's leave. There's also a shadow government. According to Alex Jones, I was like, what's the difference between the deep state and the shadow government? And he was okay. like, the shadow government is a global thing that's in there in case of nuclear war to keep so the are, government going. Are those those families we often reference when you talk about the deep state? No. Like the, okay. They might be involved, That though. might be the shadow government. No, I don't think so. I, I, and, and I don't even think... Um, so who do we call the deep state? So it's uh, the, 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 the FBI's DC Bureau. It's oh, okay. uh, the CIA, CIA, NSA. Okay. So um, people like Brennan... Right. John Brennan, they lie to Congress. So here's what I like about Snowden. And here's what I don't like about Snowden. Snowden uh, saw that the that he was a contractor for I think it was like Booz Allen or whatever. Was it Booz Booz Allen Hamilton? Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, holy crap, the U.S. is doing these illegal things, violating the Constitution. Look at this thing. X key score. They can they can spy on anything. Anyone says at any moment they can search for whatever you're doing at any time. I got to tell someone I got an idea. Here's what I don't like about what he did. I'm going to download everything without reading it and give it to some journalists. That is not whistleblowing. Okay. That is leaking. And I don't believe leakers should be granted the exact same, you know, uh, 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 I guess, good grace as a whistleblower would. Okay. That being said, at this point, clemency, like, look, come back. It's long, it's, it's long said and done. There were some really important things exposed by what you did. I say come back and we'll and 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 we'll we'll forget about it. But I think what's important point to make is that he leaked a bunch of. Uh, there, there was one instance where he leaked documents that didn't get redacted. He leaked documents to uh, Glenn Greenwald, Laura Poitras, Laura Poitras, and a few other news outlets. So I, I don't know who published it, but they published there was a piece of information didn't get redacted, and it resulted in an emergency where they had to evacuate someone because I think it exposed their identity. That's not good. I don't think anybody got hurt. 
But that's the problem of leaking things. With Bradley Manning, now Chelsea Manning, this was specific illegal actions and specific information pertaining to illegal activities that were leaked uh, to WikiLeaks, like uh, the collateral murder videos where U.S. forces killed a Reuters journalist. Okay, well, like that's malfeasance. That's whistleblowing. Right. And so for that, I say, you know, now as for Julian Assange, Julian Assange just never even committed a crime. It's just ridiculous fake charges. You know, they're just trying to destroy this guy for being a journalist. The horrible thing of all those guys is I feel like even if Edward Snowden was pardoned, if he stepped foot on this country, it'd be like Edward Snowden did not kill himself. That would be the phrase. Yeah, People would be saying exactly. that out loud. Yeah, oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. He, uh, it, it, there would be a letter. Like he'd write a letter saying like, Edward Snowden writes a letter saying, I'm very glad to be home. I missed my family. And I'm very grateful that I finally have the opportunity to see everyone I've loved and, and missed and cared about. Then underneath that nicely written letter will be big, bold letters. And that is why I took my life. And like, just, <laughs> oh. it'd be like, I okay. About, uh, Tara Reid, she flew to Russia. His right. immediate family is probably under watch all the time. I mean, I, I think it's probably an understatement. I bet there's like a dude, like his family comes home and there's a guy smoking a cigarette in the corner of the room with like in a silhouette and you can just see the light from the cigarette. And then he goes, carry on. That's just that their whole life now. I, right. I think he's Damn. he's married in Russia. His wife's in Russia with him, and they have right. a kid. So, I think now those yeah. some those some bad chicks over there, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, Russia. <laughs> Russia I mean, I, I mean, like look at the UFC fighters, Khabib, wild animal. <laughs> yeah, I date I date a Ukrainian girl. That's close enough to Russia. Yeah, that's Slavic nature. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> she, they know what hard is. She know how <laughs> she can kill me. I can say that. So you don't you don't think <laughs> you don't think uh, I, uh, no, no you're good. good. You you don't think with um. Uh, like Kodak, like Trump pardoned a bunch of people, and everyone questioned why he pardoned like the, like rappers and like what do you like the mayor of Detroit or something? Oh, he, a, a bunch of people. Lil Wayne, Kodak Black. Yeah, Lil uh, Wayne. Yeah. But Lil Wayne, I kind of get. You have to the greatest rapper alive. Yeah, Wayne deserved what, it. What did he do? Kodak, what was, it a, was it a gun, uh, gun charge? Gun charge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Kodak yeah. Black. Kodak Black did so much shit. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know what he, <laughs> he was in for. But people were pissed because they were like. Assange, Jace, like, yeah. Well, come on. I mean, Wayne was cool, I, but Assange like, would have been know, great. You know, I don't think. I don't think Trump knows morality. He's been rich too long. Yeah, you were saying that before the show. How like you can get lose touch with the yeah, common. You, you can lose touch. Like, I'm not even like rich, bro. But like, like, if if I ask for a hamburger from uh, or just say if I gave, just say if I was like, hey, if you had a runner, hey man, go get me a number one at Chick Fil A, no pickles with a, a lemonade i give you 40 bucks and not expect change hmm. just because like i'm thinking about too much i've been right. doing that lately with i'll just buy stuff on amazon get my coconut water the juice the yeah. food and i don't think about like 40 bucks 50 bucks and i'm yeah. like there's a lot of people that do right now you, you lose touch man and i i think like as far as trump he's been rich too long and he had a wealthy father and i, I just don't think he knows morality as far as going to like you said, a, bl right. a blanket pardon for everybody involved in January. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going I'm to ask a question. Uh, nobody answer. I'm going to ask one at a time. I'm going to ask David first. Mm -hmm. How much does a gallon of milk cost? Probably. I mean, if you listen to the news, I say probably like $13. $13? Uh, Ian, how much does a gallon of milk cost? Seven ninety nine. Shane, how much does a gallon of milk cost? I get raw milk. It's like 7 bucks. 7 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Serge, you know how much a gallon of milk costs? Uh, I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't know, <laughs> nobody, like nobody here, I don't know. nobody I here knows how much a gallon of milk, man. <laughs> I buy it right like out of the cow. I, I was gonna say like I don't know, four forty nine or something. 
Yeah. I mean, what's a gallon of gas? It what's a gallon of gas here? Three thirty-nine. So I mean, I, okay. So let me let me take my answer back. Three thirty-nine. So I'd say a gallon of milk probably costs twice as much as a gallon of gas. I think normal. Uh, at Walmart, it's two dollars and fifty-six cents. Oh, good. Oh, what kind of milk? That's just straight up poison. It's subsidized. Home, home that's, milk. Just, that's just poison. What? <laughs> I mean, I, we know that. That's yeah, not real milk. It's got that, yeah. Our look at okay. bo bovine growth hormone. Is yeah. that what they put in there? I don't. The bad uh, stuff. We we get the um um we get the Fairlife milk. Yeah. Mm. What's that mean? It's like, I don't know if it's even milk. It's not no, Bill Gates milk. But it's, it's got uh, the lactase enzyme, so I can drink that. Yeah, it it's, it's, it's it. like, it's a special kind of ultra-filtered milk. Yeah. You can store it outside of a refrigerator for like a year. It's got what? extra protein, less sugar. Mm -hmm. It tastes just like milk. I think, I love it. But it doesn't need to be refrigerated. Once you open it, it does. But yeah. when you when you get them, they're ultra-pasteurized. So they just come in a box. Hmm. We, we, we ordered a bunch here, because I'm just like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna exercise, I'm not gonna buy some some whacked out weird formula. Like drink our weird drink. It's like I'll get coconut water and I'll get uh, I'll get I get milk. Yeah. We do have a bunch of different kind of sports drinks. We got the Numas, those are pretty good, yeah. and we got uh, Gator Light because electrolyte stuff. But I'm just like I don't know. Protein milk seems good. So that so that that's what we we buy that. That's expensive. This is an example of being out of touch, man. Because I thought seven ninety nine. That was, I was like, let's estimate with inflation this. It's it's a gross over-exaggeration. It's not like I was like, oh, it's only a dollar when no, it was $5. It, it was really, the other way. It really depends on the milk you're getting, though. Yeah, like, so no, $2 but, milk but, from but, Walmart but look, is look, different. Look. How much was a gallon of milk like 10 years ago? Does anybody can look at like that? Yeah, I think much. it was like $1.99 or $1.99. Dollar, 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 and dollar. that was what, two thirty nine. Two fifty six. I looked up Walmart. It said so, $2.56. So why hasn't milk went up that much, but everything else has? Probably milk, subsidization. I, I think the corn industry is being subsidized. The dairy industry is probably being subsidized and the gas oil industry is like the government's just probably printing and pumping money into it to make it stay cheap see that's what guess. that's why i'm on that like get your land and mm -hmm. do your own thing you got big land you think that's, 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 that's what it's all about i just bought a few acres out in georgia but i'm trying to uh after i establish this one the next one will be like 50 to 100 oh, acres nice. well hold on hold on it's awesome did you get chickens of course I got chicken. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Aren't they great? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get a rooster. Yeah, that's at least right. one. We got a bunch. There Even though I want to, you know what I'm saying? We you got to you gotta eat them. I, a rooster? You can't eat no rooster. Yes, you can. They tough, right? Yeah, they're tough and rubbery, but you got to... We, have, we haven't eaten any of the roosters because we got a bunch of soft, you know, soft... Uh, uh, we'll just say soft people here at TimCast's. And then they're like, no, don't kill them. Oh, no. And I'm like, they are food. I want some And there's of that, too uh, many of them. I want some of that black chicken. You ever seen them black chickens? No. Oh, we have we have silkies and their meat is blue. Yeah. And then I think oh. we do have the chickens with black meat. What it tastes like? I don't know. Just <laughs> <laughs> start so, bringing one up here right now. <laughs> so the, I, I don't I, I think so. Their their eyes are all black, their feathers are all black, yeah. the beaks all mm -hmm. black. We might not. We might have something similar. I don't know if we actually have the ones that are just like I own all three black. Wagyu cows too. Oh, no nice. way! Yeah. Well, let me know when you're ready to do a nice little cookout. Oh yes. man, Wagyu cows! Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be great. So with, with roosters, I, I keep saying like, let's just you got to pressure cook them, get them real nice and tender. But you can eat anything. Come on, look at brisket or it, a nice saltwater brine. Oh, that that'd probably mm, really good too. Like a saltwater brine on a rooster. Yeah, like slow cooked. Yeah, in a pressure cooker. Yeah, like cook cook a rooster at like one seventy five to two hundred for like six hours, oh, yeah. and then put a nice sear on him. He knows he'll, what's going on. He'll probably be just as living in Texas, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll probably be just as tender as a chicken. Do you ever think about opening a restaurant? I'm actually opening a restaurant soon. Oh, cool. Yeah. What kind of restaurant? 
Uh, just barf. It's so uh, me and my buddy uh, Nick Franceschini, we bought a bar in Austin, uh, and uh, I'm gonna open up a little like you know, late night food, but like do it in a better way to where it's like you know chicken fingers cooked in like rice flour to where it's not like flour. Like I, I have celiac disease, which is me being gluten intolerant. Oh, so true. like I want to make stuff that tastes good for people. Who maybe can't break down flour and stuff like that in their body. Oh, you know, you know what I like though. I like uh, I like corn, corn breading, like yeah. corn crust. Yeah. Yeah. Almond come flour. To come to Georgia, bro. My mama probably some catfish, some corn flour. Oh that's yeah, dude. Amazing. Let me know where you're at. Well, I mean, you do this shit every day, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you had to just get. We that had a private jet to fly down there one day. <laughs> we today <laughs> what we did was so uh, when we were in Miami, mm -hmm. Luke Rutkowski, the first like we went. It was like a, I, well, the first time we went down in recent history. Because I lived there for a little bit, but the first time we went down like a couple years ago for the show, he said, we got to go to Nusseret. That's Salt Bay. You guys yeah. know, he yeah, does the salt yeah, yeah. thing with his hand. Waste of money. Dude, <laughs> no way, man. Nusseret, you got to eat there. I ate they, the one in LA, maybe the one in Miami. You didn't like it? All I know is one of the best cheeseburgers I've ever had. What was so good about so it? I was just, I, I tasted good. I don't know what to tell you. But they do this thing, the Nusseret special, where mm. it's they, they bring out a cast iron pan. They pour melted butter into it, thinly Ooh. sliced tenderloin, pan seared in the butter. Jeez. Then they put toasted bread, dip it in the butter, Oof. and then put it tenderloin bread, tenderloin, and they press it and they put it on your plate. I, I gotta, it just seems like something a poor family in Turkey would make because that's what Nusser, that's where Nusrat comes from. Mm -hmm. But it's like the most delicious thing I've I ever got tasted. this idea for a restaurant. I'm never going to open it, so I'm going to say it online. So Maybe no, don't people say do it. I'll tell you later after the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but look though, I, not even trying to promote my friends. I think Philip Lee down in Austin at uh, Not a Damn Chance Burger. That's the oh, Not a Damn Chance Burger. I, I know, I know, Neen Williams. Yeah, bro, when he, Philip, I think that's the best burger ever. I got, I've not had, I've not been able to have one yet. Okay, but when, uh, so Neen, uh, he's from Chicago. Yeah, so I, I've, uh, I wouldn't say I'm like, we're not like good friends or anything, but I've known him and we have mutual friends. When he announced his his story is amazing, by the way, you know his story, right? Skateboarder, right? Pro skateboarder, but he smoked a lot, he drank a lot, and then he had this like epiphany, got super fit, super healthy. Now he's like, yeah, a he's a fitness. Yeah. yeah, and I was like a fitness dude. And he came out with a spice blend called Not a Damn Chance, huh. and now he's got his own burger place. I think he's got a couple of them. Yeah, but we, like it looks like he's working with a Michelin starred chef, yeah, Philip Franklin Lee. Yeah. So I, I know, like I know, uh, what's his name? Nadine. Neen. Neen. I know Neen through Philip. Oh, cool. So me knowing Philip because Philip, he owns uh, uh, the sushi scratch, uh, sushi by scratch. Oh man. And then we him gotta, and Neen partnered. But that's the best sushi I've ever had in my life. We we wanted to do we wanted to we wanted to do at uh, an event get like eight hundred NADC burgers, and have them given out to everybody who gets a ticket. We we weren't able to pull it off. We want to do it in Austin, but what I can tell that's you a is a lot of burgers, bro. Well, yeah, if we're doing like a thousand seats, everybody gets a burger. But they're not going to be hot. No, we're we're, we're going to set something up where they can make the burgers and people can go and order okay. and, and get one. Mm. But when Neen came out with the spice the spices, I was immediately like, oh, dude, awesome! Like I ordered a bunch. Those are great, dude. We put. We put it on every, yeah, like no, qu the spicy chicken of, spice yeah. on everything. I put on grilled cheese. Yeah. I put on cheeseburgers. I put it on, you name it. Yeah. How did you stuff. meet up with uh, Philip? Uh, from working with Rogan, me being one of Rogan's openers, uh, you know, we would do our shows and he would be bringing us food and, oh. and then they would come to the shows and they'd be like, hey, you got to come check out my sushi restaurant. And then they'd be like, oh, well, we just opened up a burger restaurant. So you got to come check out the burgers. 
and he he uh he he uh he fries his fries and beef tallow. That's what's at the oh, wagyu, and his <laughs> wife Margarita, who just opened up a bakery in Austin. She makes all the buns and shit, bro. It's it's just a it's just a well thought out, not putting some shit together burger. I tell you, man, I, I used I, to work I, at a chicken shack, and we I would take the lard, the beef. I think it was beef tallow on his lard, big block of it, and slide it into the chicken thing. They'd fry chicken in it for like three days, and then we'd reuse the oil for the French fries. Come out black and soggy, but when you use that fresh lard on the yeah. fries, they're golden and crispy. It's all about that lard. I almost want to just do a show in Austin so I can get a chance to get one of those NADC burgers. Yes. Let me know when. We got It's so hard to pull off because. Because I like, so what we typically have to do is fly out on a Sunday, set up the show all week in Austin so we can do the live show on the day of, Mm -hmm. and then we got to fly out on the weekend. So it basically results in like three or four weeks straight with no days off. Is there a day we could just- 16 hours every day. A way we could fly down there with super low budget, me, you, and Serge, and like for two two days? Private jet. And then- That's the only way. So the only way the only way to, to to do it where it's not super stressful and it's actually cheaper than setting up for a week would be we wrap up the culture war show Friday morning, hop on a private jet at twelve thirty uh, in the afternoon, land. I think it would be like a two and a half hour flight. That I'm PJ sorry. is going to cost you like sixty thousand dollars, and then do the live show, catch a, catch the return flight that night after the plane's refueled and fly mm. back home. Mm. And so what we what what Damn. sixty grand. Yeah, it, it, what's crazy is um, there and back before. Co- yeah, there and back before COVID, it was like ten grand, and so a lot of wow. people were like, "Okay, so so that you know, I'll fly down, do a show, and fly back. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, but you make more than enough money doing the show." Right. It, now it's like sixty grand. Flying during fly COVID Austin. was the nastiest shit, dude. Really? Did you guys fly during COVID with oh, the masks? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was so uh, breathing in that sweaty mask. Well, here's the thing: you had to fly first class; they didn't bother you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You could take it down and they wouldn't. Let's let's, let's do this. Let's let's jump to this story because I find this one funny and we'll we'll get back into the news. We have this from The Independent. GoFundMe launched for Donald Trump's unjust $350 million fine in civil fraud case. So there's there's a whole bunch I got to say about this. First of all, GoFundMe? I'm surprised they didn't ban it outright because they just ban everybody. Give, send, go is right there. Secondly, yo, 10,800 donations already. $556,000 $556,000 raised of $355 million. I don't know that they're going to make it to $355 million, But I would just like to point out, with Truth Social about to get their deal done, the, 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 the Digital World Acquisition Corp or whatever it's called, Trump stands to make $4 billion. What? Okay, it's stock value. You hear about this? Well, hold up. No. Trump is going to be wealthier than he's ever been. Smart guy. So they launched Truth Social. Trump being as famous as he is, it is the path. You know what's funny is everybody was like, Trump needs to get back on X. Even I was saying it like, Trump's got to be on Twitter, man. This is where he needs to be. It's funny. Yeah, no. Trump just monetized his personality and his platform to the tune of $4 billion. So the amount of shares he owns in in the uh, Truth Social or Dwack or whatever, if the merger happens, they're valued about 50 bucks a share. That gives Trump uh, $4 billion in, in equity. He could then take a ten percent of those shares, hand them to New York, and be like, "You are now a minority stakeholder in Truth Social. Thank you, and have a nice day." So, you know, people are donating to him, and I can respect it. But the man does not need it. I hope he starts no. wearing. But I can the gold, respect. I hope he starts true. wearing the gold shoes now. Yeah, it would look Dude, good with that kind of. I kind of regret not buying the gold shoes. They did I'm look get all right. A pair. I'm yeah. gonna get a pair. Can you? St- but people are just like reselling them for a lot, aren't they? 
I, I, what they drop for three hundred? We could probably get a pair for. Yeah. I think they're going for five grand now, aren't they? I'm sure they're probably already online reselling. Let's see, what we got. I, I'll pay a thousand. Yeah, they're not probably already. Grand. They're probably already charging more than that. How but I'm not even they... gonna wear it. I'm just put them in a case. Yeah, I fuck. With <laughs> no, we're gonna skate them. One shoe in one room. They look and then all like upstairs. The shoes, are, the, the shoes Tim, actually look okay. One thing about me, bro, I can't skate. You ever seen one? Ninety five hundred. Yeah, but it says wow. sold out. Fuck Never man. surrender. Who? What, what? Like who? How do you get them made? Uh, I would buy them and then we would film a skate video in them. Yeah. Because what we what we'd be doing is it's not it's not meant to cause harm or to insult the sneakers. It's to immortalize them in a skate video forever. Yeah. Close up and on so the feet. Yup. Yeah. And so then it's like you're watching someone do skate tricks. Or like maybe like depending on the size you could get, you could have a couple different people do big tricks in the golden sneakers. Everyone's got to wear a Trump mask. Go to, go to Hollywood High in the golden Trump sneakers yeah. and do like a kickflip back Smith down the handrail. <laughs> how many how many pair released? I don't know. Yeah, it was limited. Yeah, limited edition. It wasn't a limited. It's only like five hundred to a thousand pair. Dude, yeah, how, look, thousand I think maybe. Yeah, super the, limited. The one thousand pairs. Is, yeah, it's wild to me that people. I mean, I wanted to say, like, you can absolutely donate to Donald Trump, his campaign, and I think you should, especially if you want him to win. I think more important than that, people should be, like, getting their, their friends and family registered to vote, and you should be gearing up for the shadow campaign redux. Because if you think, you know, yeah, <laughs> Nate, Nate Silver wrote, wrote an op-ed, he's a 538 guy, saying Biden can't win at this point. No. And I'm like, if you, if, if okay, look, Nate Silver's a poll guy, mm -hmm. so he's looking at the game fixing his glasses and going, well, based on the rules of the game, I don't see how Biden could possibly win. And then Joe Biden goes and flips an ace out of his sleeve. He goes, oh, look at that. Goes on the table and then he's got a royal flush. Okay, you if you think the Democrats are not working a shadow campaign right now like they did in 2020, yeah, I got a bridge to sell you. No, I got some golden sneakers to sell you. I actually don't. I wish I did. What is your thoughts on like pol politics and who to vote for and how how to do it? Um. So here's my thing, bro. Um. Up until 2020, I say I, I didn't really care more, you know, Democratic. And uh, when 2020 happened, I actually had the time to, like, sit back and chill and, like, listen to everything because I was just a blind, didn't like Trump guy because that's what the majority said. And when 2020 happened, I went to reading and, you know, looking at stuff and seeing what this dude did and fight because up until then I was in the rat race, trying to be famous, trying to get on stage, going to auditions, table reads, this, that, and the other. So when 2020 actually happened and I got a chance, and I'm like, what's bad about this guy? Was there something in particular that happened, like in the news? I think it was called the. Uh, was it? What's the thing called where he gave money to the black colleges? Uh, the. Uh yeah. The HBC, the HBCUs came to yeah. him and said, "You can just don't keep coming back to me. I like you, but just take the money." Yeah, because Obama kept making him come back every year. That's what yeah. he said. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. And 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 then I'm like, "How's this dude a racist?" Right. Because like, if you give somebody resources or you give somebody opportunities, how is that racist? Mm -hmm. For I mean, and you know, the reason I'm probably being outed right now by the the BLM is because. I have an opposing view and I don't like that. I don't like how I can share the same complexion as somebody and I don't think the same as them and they call me, you know, a white supremacist. Yeah. Well, that's what Joe Biden said. He said, if you don't vote for him, you're not black. Yeah, but they're scared of me, bro, because I look like this and I have my views and I can take down their whole infrastructure because someone who looks like me should follow the same bandwagon as them. 
You're familiar with mm-hmm. Larry Elder? Yeah. They called him the black face of white supremacy. Like, what does that even uh, mean? Yep. It's just like, we're going to say words to shock and they, offend people. They called me a white supremacist this week. <laughs> How's it why? feel? Uh, why? Because of the GF joke. George Floyd. Start calling you a white. Oh, you can say, I didn't, I, and I did a podcast with Willie D explaining myself. And I, I told them about an interaction I had with the KKK. Where when I was in Georgia, can I, I can say that? When you were with KKK, I was going to ask you if you knew Daryl Davis. No. Oh, the black dude who transformed. The, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. called. They, they, they. I don't know that they called him a white supremacist. I think they do call him a white supremacist. But here's the thing: I had an interaction with the KKK, and it's not trying to justify what they have done in the past or whatnot. But when it comes to life, I don't like to speak on history, even if the hist, even if the history of police officers. Police officers in LA is is uh, harming a majority of Black people. I don't want to believe that to be my truth. So when I speak, I speak for my truth. And when I was in Georgia riding my dirt bike, I told the story on one of the podcasts. I said, "Man, I was riding my dirt bike. My dirt bike bogged out in a creek, and a group of people heard it happening, slightly over a hill, probably like creeks down here, probably like five or six feet." To where I couldn't see what was going on above me. And I, I told Willie D, I said, you know who came to my rescue? And I said, you know what was going on right over that hill? And he said, what? I said, a KKK rally. Wow. And I said, these people came and helped me get my dirt bike out. <laughs> They helped me get my dirt bike out and they said, go, get out of here. Were they in their hoods? Yes. (laughs) What? (laughs) Someone needs to draw this. Dude, this is wild. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, But if I would have listened to every thing a black person has told me and looked at every video those can be extremists just like when it comes to slavery when whenever i think in me personally whenever i think a person who shares my skin color thinks of slavery they think of Django. they think of a a big house with three four hundred slaves but that's mm-hmm. that's not how slavery yeah. act, actually was it was a lot of poor farmers with one or two slaves and they couldn't afford to treat them like shit Mm-hmm. Yeah, we 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 uh we talk about civil war quite a bit here, you know, as many people may have noticed. But we were talking a about A lot of this. black people fought for the north. We we oh yeah, yeah. We we were talking about this on the Culture War show uh Culture War podcast Fridays 10 a.m. and um the South when, when you yeah, when you start reading the history, a lot of people get the cliff notes of history. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I was reading about was like Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was him, I, I it might have been him or his wife, but you started reading about slaves who bought their freedom. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, wait, what? How does that make sense? You're a slave. You're owned. You can't. Well, the reality was slavery just meant you were you were property of someone else. They controlled everything you did. But this didn't mean that you were on a plantation working on a farm. Mm-hmm. They, were, like, they could have you do anything they wanted. So they were like uh, shoemakers. They were slaves. A guy would walk into the store and he'd, and he'd be like, I'd like to have some shoes made. And there would be a slave making shoes. And slave owners would let the slaves take cash and make money for themselves to buy their own food because it was easier than slave owners managing everything for them. I'm not saying this as if it's like a good thing or it's like it wasn't as bad. No, I'm saying it's worse. It was that every element of their life was controlled and they were afforded only limited freedoms. Mm -hmm. And even when they thought they could have something of their own, it was still one person could decide. But my point ultimately is there's a broader view of what was ultimately going on with slavery. So like poor farmers would have one slave and it would be they'd treat them real well. 
And that would be that was like a story that would happen that isn't told a lot because I didn't wasn't taught that as a no, kid. No, I don't think that's that that was that was common. I think the majority of slave owners, uh, it was a small percentage of people who owned almost all the slaves, and the like. It's it's like what David's saying. Like people think it's like Django, right? But a lot of it was just like a person who got paid nothing and had to work for you and couldn't do anything about it. Mm. Like so, like an indentured servant. Yeah, indentured servitude was you take a big loan to get there, and you're like in X amount of time, I'm going to pay that off through work. But that was different than a slave. Slaves were owned. Harriet Tubman said, "I freed many slaves. I would have freed many more if only they knew they were slaves." Right. How is it that when John Brown goes to the Harper's Ferry Armory, you got a bunch of slaves who are like, "I don't want to revolt." It's because the, the the stories that people assume from movies are that the worst examples of torture are the examples of all slavery. Right. Mm-hmm. Slavery was bad. It was human beings stripped of their rights. But this, the nefarious thing about it is sometimes the sl- like people who were in slavery were convinced it was good for them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the point. But can you also play devil's advocate and say that out of all the groups of people that were in slaves, that my ethnic background of people possibly laid down and accepted it? Because didn't Jewish people, when they were trying to be enslaved, they committed mass suicide? I when? don't know. I, I, I would say this. Slavery existed existed throughout history and it still yeah. exists today. And I, I don't I don't I don't know if I have the, the the knowledge enough of any ethnic group to say one laid down or one didn't. Mm-hmm. What I can certainly say is, yo, there were slave revolts in the United States and ultimately a civil war where people fought over mm-hmm. which was in essence ending slavery. So do you believe that enough do you believe that there were indigenous black people to America? I would pr- probably I, I, yeah. I would argue that. From but, like boats but, from but, ten thousand years before, from Asia across the Bering Strait down, colonized, or back maybe, when, or maybe back when it was just Pangaea and we had the, right. What's the land strait? The yeah, the Bering Strait. The Bering Strait. Yeah, Pangaea yeah. was, I think, well before humans existed. And I think the the theory with the Bering Strait is that like modern uh, Native Americans descended from Asians. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I would not be surprised to find that some point throughout history. Black people made it to the United States or, or to the, w- the current North American continent, just not in great enough numbers to establish any right. kind of base or whatever. And right. the Asian cultures did. Pacific Islanders made the, it pretty The reason dang far. I ask that is because my grand, my my on my mother's side, her grandmother was considered a, a native, or they didn't really like being called Native American. They like being called Native people. But she was a native person, and this lady is just as dark as me, but with a different texture of hair. But I mean, let's say, I mean, when, when, when did the slave trade start? Like 16 something? 16, 1619? They also that. Yeah. 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 So imagine someone is brought 1619. Somehow they end up living with Native Americans. And intermingle. 100 years later, mm-hmm. a child is born right. to a Native American tribe, and they're black. Right. Are they indigenous? Yes. Sure. I mean, yeah. they're descended from a Native American they tribe are, who's yeah. here, you know. Yeah. So I, 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 these these arguments the left makes about like indigenous also fall apart instantly when you ask about Europe. Mm-hmm. So apparently, it started in 1526. Just to interject, right? Sixteen nineteen to Brazil was, was the first transatlantic slave voyage. Yeah, bro. Sixteen nineteen was the United it's, States it's, argument. It's like these idiots that tried to discredit me because my dad's from Cuba. It's like you don't think <laughs> ships stopped in Cuba? Oh yeah, sure my dad is darker than me. I had a white dude at Occupy Wall Street tell me that because they had this thing set up called uh, Progressive Stack. That means if you want to talk, you have to be to varying degrees on the hierarchy of oppression or whatever. 
And then that's crazy. Yeah. So like you, if real? you'd raise your hand and you it's were real? white, yeah, this is what they did. It's called progressive. Stack. I wasn't allowed to speak either. <laughs> yep. The <laughs> stack was this. Oh, wow. You have the group gathering. Everyone raises their hand. Mm -hmm. Then based on who raised their hand first, someone would, they would select you. And then, then you would speak in that order. They called it the stack. Then they very quickly were like, well, that's not fair because white men speak too much. So we're going to make the progressive stack. So based what? on your, on your uh, oppression Olympics. So like, if you're a white man, this is really funny. White guy raises his hand. And they're like, are there any people who are not white who want to speak? And he goes, I'm gay. And they're like, oh, you're good then. <laughs> it was like, all right. And one guy actually was like, I'm not really gay, but, you know, I wanted to speak. So I just said. Yeah. And let me ask. I mean, all of y'all are white or white appearing. We got an African. Hey. He's more African. Well, well here, real quick. This, this is the point I was making. Uh -huh. The point I was making was one of these, when I was questioning why they were doing it, this white liberal guy says, well, look, you're white. You wouldn't understand what it's like to be oppressed. And I was like, I'm Korean. <laughs> And, and I only recently learned this, but I'm part Japanese. And whenever I tell anybody, I'll be like, well, I'm like, I'm Germanized and Korean, but I just found out I'm 5% Japanese. They go, ooh, because everybody knows what that means. The, the part of my family, the, the, let's, let's put it this way. The Japanese man did not enter my, enter my family consensually. <laughs> yeah, I am part Japanese, not because... I like to tell people, I imagine it was a Romeo and Juliet story where the Japanese man and the Korean women were like, I don't care what my family says. We'll I meet love on you. a boat we'll, somewhere in the middle. And we'll, we'll escape together. No, they were warring for a long time and hated each other. And Japan occupied uh, Korea. But there was a lot of war between them. And uh, yeah. And then someone else pointed out the percentage of Japanese I am indicates it wasn't once, but more than once. And I'm like, who's this white liberal dude right. to tell me like, you have you have no historic oppression, so you can't possibly speak? And I'm just like, why do I have to tell you my race in order to be considered worthy of speaking? Because mm -hmm. they are openly racist on the left. Yeah, what yeah. Are you they, say? it's only yeah. it's only skin deep with them, you know. Yeah, and your skin's not even white. That's right. the most annoying. I know part. someone who's who's uh, doing improv, and she's Puerto Rican. Doesn't I guess doesn't look as Puerto yeah, Rican. Yeah, she does improv. Think. We don't yeah. take. They, they can't even speak. <laughs> she she, <laughs> she, she went up yes and, did a, and <laughs> she, she yes went up and. she went up and did a, a Puerto Rican character, and everyone, all the white people in her team said, "You can't do that because you're not Puerto Rican," and it was offensive. She's like, "I'm actually Puerto Rican," because they're just looking at you how yeah. you look. Your that, skin. That's you know? what I'm saying, bro. It's like ridiculous. Like like. Any type of improv is the gayest thing. <laughs> like what you guys, they all want to be something they're not. Like I was a thespian at first before I became a comedian, bro. Like that was my thing to be an actor. And you got to hang around all these white people that walk around talking with a fake British accent. And it's like, you're so fucking fake. Dude. I, well, I, well, well, hold on. The only accent they're allowed to do is British. <laughs> well, uh, no, but, uh, otherwise they're being racist. Right. So, would you, <laughs> David, would you, would you not do SNL? Uh, I do what Shane's doing. All right. Well, that's what I was going to say. Shane Gillis did an Asian accent and they canceled him because of that and, and some other jokes within the podcast or whatever. Right. But I'm like, dude... There was this, there's this guy, I don't know if, I, I can't remember who it was. It might've been Lao Wai 86, is that the channel? Yeah, yeah. Might, might've been, I, I might be referencing the wrong channel, mm -hmm. but there was a guy went, remember when the, 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 the girl went, wore the Chinese dress to prom? What is it called? Like a gi or whatever? Right. The Komodo? No, it wasn't a Komodo, that's Japanese. Japanese. Oh, yeah. She wore a Chinese I'm dress. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but double, you're good. double racist. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know if I'm Asian enough to give you a pass on that one, but you know, I'll try. But anyway, she I wore it. She wore it. Thank you. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I accept it. no she she wore a gi the left said she was culturally appropriating and it was racist so some dude was in china 
and he walked up to Chinese people and he's like, what do you think about this girl in the dress? And they're like, oh, very nice, like very yeah. good. Oh, they're speaking Mandarin, of course. Everyone he asked, they were like, oh, hey, really cool. Like people in America are wearing our clothes. In America, they're like, she's racist. Yep. You yeah. can't wear that. It'd be like if a Japanese dude wore a cowboy outfit, it'd be cool. What's yeah, really, right. that'd be cool. Can, yeah. can you pull something up for me? Maybe, depends on what it is. Type uh -huh. in uh, Macon, Georgia. Colored waiting room, colored waiting area sign. Oh, like from uh, no, no I, not I apartheid, just, but like I just, want, I, I just want to show you this. Okay, this is currently in the city that I grew up in. Colored waiting room is that racist? What does it say? Colored, colored waiting, waiting room. room. I guess. I guess the issue is this. Like, how do you define racism? I don't like yeah, and what color? Because my skin's I don't, color. Yeah, I don't, it's I don't, pink. I don't. <laughs> so the basis of racism, and I said this the other day on the podcast, is 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 a battle for resources. That's a race. That's where the basis of racism comes from. If we're all in a twenty-acre plot, and y'all say the black man is stronger, or oh, the white the white South African is smarter, or he has more techniques to trap <laughs> better, better at math. <laughs> yeah. So he knows how to trap trap an animal. He knows what time this animal. That's where it came from. So how is that? Well, right. no, I I think I think you're completely right, right? So racism is one community saying, uh, particularly based on race, we don't want to share with another community. Right. And so when it came to land of slavery and then the rise of segregation and Jim Crow and all that stuff, they're basically saying it's our community and your community is separate. Mm -hmm. We don't want you taking our stuff. You don't take our stuff. We'll keep it separate. They want to control the resources yeah. they have and allocate only to their own. The slavery and racism got conflated in the United States because it's not the same thing mm -hmm. be it, because the African slave trade happened to be people with darker skin from Africa right. that darker tint, whatever the hell. Uh, they think of it as a racist thing, but slavery is just human Yo, slavery. The it, Romans took whoever is slave. If not they weren't not Roman. only that, the British crown enslaved Americans to force and force them to work on their naval yep. vessels. And there were Irish people were enslaved, part of the I, slave trade. Bro, when I, when, I try to, when I try to have any type of debate with a, another black person who, you know, opposes my views and I tell them, yo, we were basically, you know, uh, sold by our own people who looked at us because it's like, Think about taking, like, I don't know your land. I don't know up here where you're at. So think about a white European male, a, a white European male coming to Africa to trap Africans who doesn't know the lay of the land. Like slavery, those are the spoils of war. Yeah, it was a what, huge what was that? What was that African movie? slave trade. What, 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 yeah. what was that movie that just came out about the like the female warrior? Talking about the uh, Bob Marley movie? No, just... <laughs> no. Uh, 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 do you guys know what I'm talking about? What's it about? There was like a, a a black warrior woman. Oh, that movie that did horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I, and uh, and they omitted from the film that she was a slave trader. Vi Viola Davis. Was yeah, yeah, playing yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they were like the reason. Like everyone's asking her, like, hey, she was a slave trader. She captured black people and then sold uh -huh. them to Europeans. Like, why don't they talk about the that? woman uh -huh. king? Yeah, yeah, something like the, that. Uh, the West African it. slave trade. This is what I've heard. Do you know more about it, Serge? I mean, yeah. the, the, the tribal chieftains would enslave people and then I, sell them. Bro, I think the ocean. I think too much, right? So uh, I had this. Uh, what do you call it when you think of something but it's not epiphany? Wait, no, not an epiphany. A uh, 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 conspiracy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you think of something that's not based in reality, bro, you got me drinking that two thousand dollar tequila. I can't even think right now. Uh, but I had a uh, conspiracy about Harriet Tubman, right? So there was this like sketch I wanted to write, but nobody would touch it, and I'm like, think about this for a minute. 
Harriet Tubman freed, I think, under 100 slaves, right? How many slaves did she know. free? Let's find out. I think it was 79. No, I don't think it was an astronomical amount of slaves. Let's find out. We got Google That's right here. so badass. 70. Oh, you're right. 70. 70. 19th. Yeah. Uh, she rescued 300 people in 19 trips. Oh, a myth. Fact. It was about 70 people, approximately 13 trips. There we go. Hmm. So, Harriet Tubman freed about 70 people. So I had this conspiracy that I wanted to make a whole movie about. What if Harriet Tubman was only freeing these slaves to pay a debt to another slave master in order to save her family? But, so, but, but elaborate like... So she's taking... So I, say, for instance, one giant plantation, kind of like the thing that Leonardo DiCaprio had in Django. And how he went to go find his girl. Yeah. So say somebody at that plantation was very dear to Harriet Tubman. Say, for instance, that's what it was. Like they had her husband her and her two kids or her yeah. mom and aunt. So say she told them, hey, I'm a free slave. But what I can do for exchange of these is bring you a whole bunch of more slaves. So she wasn't freeing them. She was bringing them on a trip and then delivering them to a slave. She was a human trafficker. That's the conspiracy theory that I had. You could have it in the movie seem like the slave owners like, go disrupt all these other plantations by letting their slaves free. But then you can find out later he's actually actually in, working in, for now, them. Now, hold on. With in, Tyler Perry. This is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, so hold on, hold on. Hear me out, David. Uh -huh. Now, uh, it's a great idea. In order to get this financed, we're going to have to make Harriet white and blonde. But only at the end of the movie when no, she no, finishes no, no, a no, bad no. guy. The point is, we can make your film about Harriet Tubman, but we're going to call her Karen uh, uh, Tillman, and she will be a white blonde woman from, from uh, Atlanta mm -hmm. who is trafficking humans. And then you'll get the financing for your film, and that's Hollywood. Yeah. See, that's, see, that's the thing I asked Willie D, man. You know, like when we talked about... Uh, the, the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing and it's like at and you know they're angry at him for you know the things that transpired that night when he had to do what he had to do a judge ruled that he defended himself but here's the thing black oh, our jury did sorry black people are mad at him yeah but he did nothing to a black person yep they think so, he did so when I asked on the podcast I was on and they were like because those were allies and I'm like but in this same conversation, you 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 call white people the enemy, or you call white people racist. So at what what uh, at what point can we determine who is an ally and who is an enemy? Because you can you can tell me you're you're for me right now, but what does that mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like to when it comes something. to the black community like what determines who is and who isn't an ally i mean i don't care because i'll never go outside in march not because it i don't want just walk the optics like they turned rittenhouse into the anti-blm even though he was just protecting himself and had nothing to he was do protecting with his black, I think, he wasn't grandfathers. shooting at black people he it wasn't even grandfathers it was, i think he heard that there was someone who wanted their business to be protected yeah and he just hired. showed up he actually did first aid on some people he was outside asking for first aid yeah and not to mention this dude was a pretty good shot he was a really yeah, good shot. Falling on his ass, hit one dude in the bicep. Oh, yeah. He blew that guy's arm right off. Damn. I'll tell crazy. you what does it. Well, well, let's clarify. Indicate if that, you're an ally. So is your uh, skin that help? guy <laughs> who, who got his arm blown off <clears throat> had posted he wished he had killed Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes. Wow. Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. fired as he was being approached by a man with a gun, and a jury ruled it was in self-defense. And one of them was abused and that children in his past life. So Kyle, I mean, it's a wild story, dude. Kyle, Kyle's my friend now. 
That's uh, awesome. Yes, he's nice. my friend. Like, nice. since cool what dude. happened with the George Floyd joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Nice. Because I, We've had him on the show. He's awesome. Yeah, he's, yeah, nice he's, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he is. And, um, you know, uh, for me, it's like, bro, like, you were 17 at the time. I <laughs> know. Crazy. Even if you were out there on dirt, even uh-huh. if you was out there, like, I'm going to get somebody who's trying to burn some shit down. Mm. Like, even if you're 17. But it, and the fact that the dude hit you in the head with a skateboard twice, and you still had the cognitive dissonance to no, not cognitive dissonance. Oh, that's sorry. a broken brain. Cognitive yeah. fortitude. Cognitive yep. fortitude. I've been drinking. Sorry. <laughs> cognitive fortitude to so, maintain your composure, yeah. and yep. even tried to turn yeah. himself in. Yep. But uh, I want to do this. I want to. I want to uh, jump over to this story because I want to make sure we get this one in. Yeah. This is a tweet from Kiver Quantitative. Quiver Quantitative. Recent stock trades by Congress have caught our attention. I want to play you this video. It's a minute long, and uh, and then we'll talk about it. The gist of it is, the people who are known for insider trading in Congress sure are acting as though there's about to be a major collapse. Mm-hmm. Senator Tuberville just dumped a huge amount of his portfolio this month, and I mean huge. To put it into perspective, out of the 61 trades he made over the last month, 59 of them were sales. The other two were purchases of put contracts, which if you don't know, is a way to bet against the stock. The reason I'm telling you this is because Tuberville isn't just your regular congressman. When it comes to trading, he has one of the best records in Congress right next to Nancy Pelosi. And maybe one of the reasons behind this performance is the crazy amount of Senate committees that he's on. There's too many to read, so you can pause and take a screenshot if you want. But it's safe to say, with the amount of privileged info he gets from sitting on all these committees, you definitely want to pay attention to his trades. Now, here's the weird part. Whenever you see a lot of bulk buying or selling by a lawmaker, you typically see some sort of trend. For instance, they could be selling financial stocks or buying energy stocks. But with the Tuberville trades here, I don't see any rhyme or reason to it. He's selling everything from automobile companies like Ferrari, semiconductor stocks like AMD, regional banks like Southern State, and I could go on and on. But here's the catch As if Tuberville selling all these stocks isn't a bad enough sign, this week specifically, we've seen some of the richest people in the world selling billions in stocks. In February alone, Jeff Bezos sold 33 million shares of Amazon, which at $170 each comes out to $5.6 billion. Mark Zuckerberg, same story, 900,000 shares of Meta for $416 million. And the list goes on. My point is, when selling like this is going on by the world's richest and most powerful people, it makes you wonder if they know something that we don't. To see any of the data mentioned in this video, I made a website called QuiverQuant where you can track it all for free and would love for you to check it out when you get the chance. And yeah. as always, thanks for watching. The answer is they do know something you don't. They get rich off of it. They bet against you. So I'd be interested to see outside of Tuberville, um, who else is selling? Is Nancy Pelosi? What's, what moves are, is, is she making? And I did notice this before. That's the reason why I bring this up. I did notice that Bezos, there's a big story when he sold off a huge portion of Amazon stock. I was like, that's kind of wild. Usually they don't need to. They're so rich. You just, what, what's he going to do with, what is it, $6 billion or whatever? 5.6. 5.6 billion dollars? Like, what do you do with that cash? Buy Bitcoin. Move it somewhere. I don't, I, it may be. Give it to me. Just give me the <laughs> yeah. point six. But look, Spread look. it around. <laughs> Bitcoin did jump. Yeah. 30% and, in a month. But this is normal. Right before yes, there's the, the happening is supposed to be happening. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they just decided to move. I gotta, I gotta say, look, maybe we're about to see some big crash. Maybe, well, absolutely. It, but yeah. maybe, hold on. If the crash happens before the election, Trump wins a home run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the crash happens after the election, the Democrats say we told you so. But why is Nikki Haley still in the race? I just feel like Nikki Haley is going to be the Republican candidate. I agree. Vivek was saying so? it. Yeah, dirty, dirty. 
maybe not guaranteed, but maybe she is there because they are planning is to do something. Totally to nonsense that she is in the race right now. Total nonsense. She's got big money. Don't know where it's coming from. Why she's still there. Yeah, What's man. RFK running as? Democrat? Independent. 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 Okay. Hey, Nikki Haley makes no sense. There, <laughs> any, any way you put it, there is zero reason for her to be in a race because she can't win. And all the Trump supporters are laughing at her. Mm-hmm. There's only one reason she's in the race. She is crossing her fingers and begging that Donald Trump goes to prison. I think she'll drop only, out. The only person that had an, a smidgen of a chance against Donald Trump was uh, DeSantis. Yeah. A smidgen. And then he kinda, that's the right word. Yeah. Right. Like anybody who, like, if, if we're talking about the turtle in the anybody who was even kind of close, which it was still, you know, four or five laps ahead, Donald Trump. Like the only person that could have possibly even made or got four percent of the votes you want to know what's wild a smidgen is actually a unit of measurement yeah. measurement <laughs> I, I i'm just i'm going into this i don't even care yeah, okay a pinch, a pinch is an actual unit of measurement yeah, really yeah like back in the day if you look at really old recipe books it would say a smidgen a pinch this i think like a nip a smidgen is a very yeah, small can we portion see a visual representation a of bit a or a mite a bit or oh. a mite huh a tidbit smidgen yeah. etymology <laughs> and uh you know here's another really crazy thing i was just reading about so uh do you know why we say that there's hours minutes and seconds why seconds comes from the second hand of a clock we're literally calling the unit of measurement the second measurement the second, second after minute number two like yeah a second a is named is after the clock minute wow. they're like well that's a minute increment something so it's like called that minute and i'm like where we count we count seconds like count to 10 like how many seconds until x and it's like before clocks they didn't have any of that so they didn't they didn't count time I'm like yeah. that's just wild it's a weird thing anyway yeah. back back <laughs> exactly. to the, i don't want to derail about the economy oh, this you, is a big deal oh you just woke up back to the economy <laughs> back to the economy yeah sundials are we are, is this guy going to build a doomsday bunker that's when i start to worry because there's Mark a lot Zuckerberg. of people building doomsday bunkers i know and rick you know, ross you know is why. building a doomsday bunker well there, rick they, ross yes yeah, yeah rick ross it was big rick news ross. like a few weeks ago yep why? I'm the biggest uh, boss. We should ask him. <laughs> we should ask exactly. We should ask him. It's but he's huge. not. Someone told him. I think he should build one, and then he did. Did y'all see? Uh, speaking of Zuckerberg, y'all saw him at the UFC yeah. fight, looking goofy. Yes, yeah. he's a, like, <laughs> a, like, like a cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> what is he waiting for? He was like, they're <laughs> handing him some stuff, and he didn't know. Maybe, he was well, look, hold on. It was awkward. Now, everybody loves talking about these doomsday bunkers, and Mark Zuckerberg is apparently building one. It's not yeah. the biggest. They're, they're claiming he built like a two hundred million dollar doomsday bunker. It's not. It's a big property with a doomsday bunker. And why wouldn't you build one? It's got like a, it's like a network of rooms. Yeah, but no, like, but it's, it's, I think it was a 5,000 square feet. Okay, so it is this massive, nice. it's a massive nice. compound, a massive $200 million compound with a 5,000 square foot uh, uh, subterranean like emergency bunker. But, well, here, here, but we're real quick, real quick. I don't care about the bunker. I don't know why Mark Zuckerberg is trying to learn how to be like a black belt. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. he thinks something's coming he's scared right. of Elon Musk <laughs> <laughs> he, no, don't, he, he don't. wants he wants to raise wagyu cows be self-sufficient be on a remote island with an emergency bunker and be proficient in martial arts he's infatuated with Joe Rogan that's the problem it's <laughs> probably true <laughs> that's this could be crazy when you see the riots in the dystopian future of people trying to loot doomsday bunkers Especially. that's gonna be nuts so here's my thing if you do have a doomsday bunker say there is some type of catastrophe that ends most of civilization do you really want to be around yeah you know if i why? have kids keep them keep them safe no matter here's, what. Here's, but why here's, why you and your kids want to uh, be the only well you don't want to die i don't but, yeah, but gotta fight against but it. here here's here's like the bigger piece of the puzzle everything everyone does 
let's just be real. 99% of what people do is for other people. That's just it. Yeah. The reason why solitary confinement is torture is because humans only exist for other humans. Yeah. And so I see your point. If like, I've watched those doomsday movies and I'm like, would you really want it? What would you do if the world right. ended? <laughs> there's, there's no mission anymore. The Will Smith Actually. Rule. Yeah. I was just here, thinking here, legend. Here's, I here's, legend. A, here's a, a, a better way to put it. If, uh, if you went back in time 200 years, you might as well be not a human mm-hmm. because humans would be so dramatically different from your views, right. from everything you want. You would not fit in. You wouldn't be able to do things you wanted to do. No deodorant. No, I mean, nasty your teeth. <laughs> people would smell bad. You, 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 have, you have to work nonstop all day, every day. They like these things. Like, peep, man. Build uh, your uh, house by hand. And that works vice versa. They but, look at us like we're not human. No, exactly. Like, imagine, know? imagine um, you, you like going out Friday nights and going to the bar and having a drink. No. Now go back in time to a period where those drinks don't exist, where electricity doesn't exist. And you'd be like, this is awful. I don't want to live this way. But more importantly, the value system. Yeah. Imagine you're a gay man. And you go back time 400 years. Culture shock. They didn't exist. They did, but it was like... One per 100,000. You had to... Better not say anything. You had to go from Oregon to LA to find... No, I think they existed, but it was just like, it was not allowed. It's just not allowed. Kind of like having a kid out of wedlock. Like, there were some people, but like, Mm. do you really want to be that person? Imagine, it's it's, it's absolute culture shock. Like, uh, the women who go to Dubai, Mm -hmm. and there's so many of these stories where they'll get raped report to the police and then go to prison for pre, for uh, 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 yep. uh, premarital sex. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're they're like no, but I'm the victim. I'm like no you're not. You're a perpetrator. You had sex outside of marriage. That's a crime. You go to jail. And they're just shocked like what? Like welcome to a different reality. Right. Mm-hmm. So let alone living without humans, living in a different culture. Yeah. I'm like mm-hmm. imagine going to the future 200 years. You wouldn't be speaking the same. You wouldn't understand how to communicate. Like, imagine Benjamin Franklin came came to today. He wouldn't know how to f- find out what the news is. He might be one of the few. I, I don't say, know. No he would probably like Some it. adapted minds yeah. are like, he, I see the say, fractal pattern. I understand this method. Uh, he, he would say, get me a newspaper them. so I can I figure love Ben Franklin. He would like, say, give me a orgies. newspaper so I can understand what's happening in the news today. And you could say, the newspaper is, is old news. You yeah. need the phone with Twitter to know the news. And it's going to be like a small, hard glass object that when you... It, it's beyond him, dude. And this is this is not... No, Benjamin Franklin is not immune to this. The mm. older people who have a hard time with with tablets and smartphones is because they did not grow up utilizing this no. this degree of technology. No. The same thing will happen to us depending mm. on the advance of technology. The ju- you you yeah, bro. Like think about this, bro. You had to actually leave your house, get on a horse and buggy to allow somebody to see your outfit. Each <laughs> each That's one crazy. of us right now could show our outfit to hundreds of thousands of people without ever yeah. leaving this area. It's unnatural. Yep. That is unnatural. <laughs> y'all saw so many things. Like, no, but, but check the this out. Like, women you're exposed during, to. During it's war, crazy. during war, the commanders wouldn't get word something happened unless their guys made it out. Right. And if no one made it out, they'd be like, we've lost word right. with this unit. We don't know what's going on. Think of Lincoln being obsessed it, with Morse code, hanging yeah. out, waiting to hear the yeah, people ma- come in. I, imagine a, a, a Twitter update. <laughs> Hey, the North, we surrender. What's good with Gettysburg? <laughs> Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> the, 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 the wild thing is probably the most powerful weapons, or, you know, I don't know if weapons is the right word, the most powerful devices in terms of killing other humans in war is radio. Yeah. The ability yeah. to communicate. 
because you can triangulate, you can surround people. Oh, the, the reeling of information. Yeah. Whoever's got the most information. One of, one of the things I love was uh, Justice League had, I think it was Justice League, had an episode where Vandal Savage sent a laptop, regular store-bought Best Buy laptop mm. back in time to himself, and it allowed him to take over Germany and win World War II. <laughs> the, the, the things that were on that computer... Mm. The, the ability to calculate and do CAD drawings even allowed them to just rapidly advance technology. Yeah. Wow. And it's it's like to us, it's just, I just I bought it. The, it's crazy. The, your cell phone has more computing power than the rocket they used to go to, to, to do the Apollo missions. Yeah, one great. of my favorite lines. I was from, careful on how I said that. From, I'd say go to the moon. I know. Thank <laughs> you. For, I appreciate that. And one of my favorite lines Shane's from, a skeptic. Uh, I'm a skeptic of everything, but from Mad Men, there's a, Ida Blankenship was the secretary when she died in the <laughs> skyscraper. Uh, the character looked at her and goes, she was born in the back of a barn in 1800, whatever, and she died on top of a skyscraper. She was an astronaut. And I yeah. love that line. Um, that's how I, how I feel about my grandparents, looking at how they yeah. saw like giant hallways yeah. of computers condensed down into this phone. You know? I, I was talking about that shit the other day to uh, to my team, and I said, uh, I was like, bro, like, what was in the water back in the day like you know like during the nothing. silver war nothing that's why to where they could convince <laughs> you to play drums as people are shooting at you i think no water is, is the, the point of, the, the, point of the 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 instruments in the battlefield was not something symbolic it was how they conveyed information yeah so if they're marching forward and the guy's playing the drums and the other guy's got a horn and then as they're marching down the commander's way in the back and then he hears you know, fanfare number three to drum beat four. He knows that means cavalry's coming up from the right side. That's how they conveyed information. That was the evolution of military tactics. In the beginning, it was all vocal. Well, I don't know right. if it was in the beginning it was all, but in early on, it was a lot of vocal commands, and then they just yeah. evolved it into louder instruments that they well, could bang. And eventually, I think we just have. Uh, I think we drums. just have a pandemic of uh, complacency right now. People don't even care to leave. Their house. Imagine if we had to go to battle and you had to hear like a EDM DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the beat. Wait yeah. for the beat. Danger mouse. That would be awesome. Slow motion. The general's yeah. gonna be like, hold on. I have the wrong track loaded. Hold on. It's Skrillex. Retreat. Retreat. They're dropping Molly at night. When I met you in the summer. Flake. 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 So this would. This is what would be what would happen. Now imagine there's like an EMP. And it like nukes go off and it wipes out all communications technology. Uh -huh. And so we're forced to go back to instruments. Uh -huh. The songs they're going to play are going to be like, okay, so if we hear shake it off, that means charge for the center is broken. If we hear beat it by Michael Jackson, that means they're coming from the left. That's amazing. Shake it out. Shake it out. I was like, he's playing, he's playing Swift. That would probably charge. be like secret army secrets too. Like if you could decode what songs the enemy were met what they met you'd be able to anticipate their moves when you heard yeah. the music but here's here's a funny thing I, I heard this about iraq when the u.s troops started building stuff it might maybe afghanistan the streets were named things like um like after like after michael jordan boulevard and stuff like that wow because the troops were just young guys yeah. and it's a dirt road they drove down with no name and so they had to tell people like that street we call manning and that one's called Favre. so you turn there and turn there and so the street names were just like sport, was like athletes, because wow. it was the names they could it's use. Just what we did here when we named roads. <laughs> They're like, well, well, what, here, was the, what was the name of that guy in England? No, every city was like, <laughs> you know, who we really like. We like Jefferson, Madison, Adams, yeah, Roosevelt, Washington. Washington's big. So like, there was Martin Luther. I grew King. up on the corner of Roosevelt. Yeah. <laughs> every 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 city has like a Washington Street right oh, yeah. downtown. Yeah. 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 Got to have a Washington. The funniest, thing, the funniest thing about that whole Middle East shit 
Y'all ever seen a video where they were trying to teach those uh, F- Afghanistan troops how to do jumping jacks? Yeah, oh, yeah. The police. Yeah, <laughs> and they couldn't do it. They should put that with the New York City police. Bro, like we learned jumping jacks in what, kindergarten? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but this, this, people need to understand humans like stop being able to develop neuroplasticity. Right? Yeah, That's like. call it. The, the the wild girl story where mm. she couldn't speak she couldn't speak at all the chick raised by the dogs yeah and then when they met her yeah and they're like wow mm-hmm. they tried to teach her English but she could only basically grunt and say hungry yeah S- sleep and she couldn't formulate apparently dogs, psychedelics you know. did they find her naked because I still question that story I don't remember I don't know I just read that on the internet somewhere yeah I, I, they said, but there was did you guys see that story oh dude this is crazy that uh, chick was chained up her brother and sister were chained up. There's a documentary they put out recently. You know what I'm talking about? I think I know where you're going. The guy, I, if, if it is, the, the father worked for Lockheed Martin, if it's the same story. Well, I don't know. Going. It's the 17-year-old girl escaped, <clears throat> climbed out the window, called the police, and she did not know words. Yes. So the cop was like, <clears throat> excuse me, he was like, are you injured? And she was, what's injured? Are you hurt anywhere? Oh, no. Yes. And she talked really he's, weird. Dude, he's asking, the cop's like, what's, what street are you on? She's like, I don't know how to read. Like, she yeah. doesn't, the whole world yeah. just makes no sense yep. to her. And she has a different, like, dude, uh, accent wild. that yep. only people who were chained in a basement forever would have. You she know, was talking no like sense. this? Yes. Because she never talked to other people. That is one of the craziest documentaries. Whoa. But the father worked for Lockheed Martin. I want to see it. Yeah, what's it called? Yeah. Oh, I forget the name. But there's like <laughs> seven. Or, the only reason she got out is because her older brother or sister gave her a phone and she was able to yeah. get into YouTube and saw Justin Bieber videos. That's right. And through the comment section, some people were like, what are you even talking about? She'd like write things that made no sense. And I think through that. People they, realized she was They were like, you got to like get out of that house. Like, this is what we're going to do. And it's wild. And then she got out and called the cops and said, my brother and sister are chained. And they were yep. he was like, what? And the cop was like, I didn't know if I'd believed it. Yeah. So they went to the house. Yes, she hid from the cops. Oh, yeah. it's so sad. And then the worst part of all this about this whole thing about our whole country, she got out, they put her whole family in foster care and they got abused in foster care. Jesus like, Christ, bro. Dude, come on. We, we got to go to Super Chat. So if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. And most importantly, go to TimCast.com right now. Click join us, become a member, 10 bucks a month. And you'll get access to the uncensored members-only show coming up at 10 p.m. And we're going to have a lot of fun. We got a story for you guys. And we're not going to be family-friendly with it. But uh, you're, you're going you're gonna to have a good time. And then we're going to have y'all call in and talk to us and our guests. And we're going to have a good time. So let's read some Super Chats for now. Tyrant's Blood says, first, congratulations, sir. You are the first Super Chat of the evening. T-Bomb says, first, LibertyMemesFoundation.org. Unfortunately, you were not the first Super Chat. Yeah, you, you could not. be. There's one behind you, or you can go. I'll go out there. Yeah, that that one's just a magnetic door. You can go that way. All right, we'll read some more super chats. Let's see what we got. Tio says, "David Lucas killed Tony Legend." Tim, how did you connect, get connected with one of the goats of comedy? Here, I'll show you where we it got. Is. We got a lot to talk about in the members only uncensored, because we want to take comedy to its most purest form, and on a on a topical news show. Oh, I got knocked. On a topical news show where we try to keep it as family friendly as possible, you know. There's only so much we can do. David's swearing as much as he can, but we don't. <laughs> There's just probably people who are like, I, not this one's not for my kids. You yeah, know what I mean? no, probably not. Uh, certainly the members only uncensored is going to be really, really funny because we got, we, we, we've already got a bunch of stories, questions and things lined up. And uh, the, the gist of the story is we saw David Lucas do this stand up routine where he got heckled and uh, everybody saw it. Everybody laughed their asses off. It was really, really good. It was about George Floyd. He handled the heckler hecklers masterfully. The dude's so quick-witted. I was, I was saying that earlier in the show. When I first came in and he was hanging out, we started talking a little bit. 
And it's like everything that comes up, he's got a quick-witted joke, Dude. like punchline response, just nailing it. It's and I'm, I'm laughing the whole time. And I'm His like, this, wild. this dude's so good. <sighs> yeah. the, the best thing in watching that video with the George Floyd jokes is watching the people walk off. <laughs> no, <laughs> each, each one is like a little trophy. It's like so it just funny, makes my dude. soul sing but every time. I, 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 don't, I don't know if he, wants to, if he wants to give up the full joke, but there's like five punchlines. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really, he told, me to my, he told me the gist of it downstairs and like there's a punchline, but that's not really, there's another one and then he keeps going with it. And then I was like, oh, dude. But uh, the members on the uncensored should be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's go. James Whittem says first live stream, longtime listener. Keep up the great work, Tim. Can't wait for chicken shit Lenin statue. Okay. Now, uh, now <laughs> I want to say first you spelled Lenin wrong. It's uh, L E N I N, not N N E O N. But uh, <laughs> might as well be <laughs> fighting the sneeze. There's no guarantee we actually pull it off. Um, and uh, I also want to say this. There's no guarantee we pull it off. We are trying. I think it would be a lifetime accomplishment. There are a bunch of other practically important things we want to consider too. So I don't want to do a GoFundMe or tell anybody like I absolutely do not send us money for the purpose of buying the statue. We will try, but they could just outright say no. And it may be something we're not able to do. More importantly, as it pertains to what we're doing in Martinsburg, West Virginia, we got to spend a lot of money up in this area. So uh, we might want to do that. But I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spike what we're working on by giving away too much information, which results in someone trying to sabotage our efforts. Mm, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll mention, I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll mention on the members only uncensored. So it's a little closer to the chest, but still public because it's not like a big secret. But there's there's awesome developments that are happening in terms of the anti Times Square. And so I think most people might actually say the, the Lenin statue would be hilarious, but building anti Times Square is more important. And it's like it might be. But yeah. we got we got a big development. Some 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 stuffs happening. That's really good. Do the do the communist group there own it? Or are they the ones? No who no no. Be, oh, okay cool. No, so that's what they I was just like about. it, and we don't. Uh -huh. And yeah. so it's privately owned. But okay, you true. Know. I just want to give two hundred fifty thousand dollars to a bunch of communist kids right. somewhere. Yeah. Well, well just give anyway. me two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let me show you what I could do with. Well, we're we're doing an anti Times Square. So we want to we want to build in Martinsburg, West Virginia, a bunch of parallel economy businesses. Mm -hmm. So right now we've got our coffee shop under construction. Can I come up? Absolutely. Can I get a you got a house for me? Well, no, but you can. You, why don't you buy one and build one, and then you can have. A, why don't you put up a comedy club in in the middle of Martinsburg, West Virginia? I love it. And that barbecue oh. joint. Let's talk. Hey, yeah. So the idea. So the idea is, you look at what Times Square is. We want to make an anti Times Square of, of businesses that support our values. Yeah. And so you have this. Like I think it'll turn Martinsburg, West Virginia, into a destination for people who believe in this country mm -hmm. and want to see it come back. It'll revitalize the area. Our like number one guiding principle is the legacy generational businesses that are there and families are protected mm -hmm. and held up before anybody else. I don't want any developers to come in and push anybody out that goes against the mission. Yeah. There are people who have like, you know, like a business that their great grandparents opened and they have it today. Yeah. And there a lot of people are telling us that like wokeness is coming in, mm -hmm. the, the economy's having a rough time, businesses are closing, and I'm like, let's turn that around. Mm -hmm. And the way we can do it is West Virginia is best Virginia. Kevin O'Leary said New York is out. He said West Virginia is one of the states he's looking at investing in. Mm -hmm. And that's that's right. West Virginia is the second most base state in the country. Uh, I think it was Wyoming that was first. Really? Yeah, that's the most Trump supporting. Uh, West Virginia. So that's why Kanye went to Wyoming. Oh, cool. Uh, Maybe on crypto too. Uh, West Virginia is 86% Trump supporting. So it's the mm. second most. And that's crazy because it was a Democrat state before. Like yeah. not even that long ago. Yeah. But uh, let's read some more Super Chats. Let's go. My favorite place is Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Oh, it's why? beautiful, right? Mm. 
Huh? How Hot come? potatoes? No, no bro. It's, it's the beautiful. lake is up there. It's beautiful. It's pay beautiful. Pay it's pay very pay Republican. Oh, okay. Dude, I would live in Coeur d'Alene. I don't they got snowboarding? I don't uh, know about that. They got it in Washington. You got to go across to Sp- uh, not Spokane. I think it's yeah Spokane actually. Or really? Yeah, Spokane. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I went to uh, Cascade. I think it's called. Oh, Cascade is where my parents live. In Seattle? Uh, not Seattle. In Idaho. It's in Idaho. Cascade is in Idaho. There's Cascade in Washington too. Pretty popular oh, okay. name around there. Yeah, probably. It was great. Yeah, we went to uh, we went to Timberline Mountain this weekend. Yeah. Oh wow. That's in Oregon. In West Virginia. In West Virginia, yeah, Timberline, West Virginia. It's the highest elevation in the area. It's four thousand two hundred and some feet. Oh, okay. East Coast, East Coast, you know, skiing and snowboarding is not. Yeah, you know, West Coast is always better. Coeur d'Alene means heart of an owl, but it's an owl a w l that tool that you use for oh, knitting. Oh, yeah. Oh. All right. Let's, no. It's beautiful. Oh, wow. I'm looking at. It Let's is. grab some more man. super chats here. Air, uh, Arifdis says, what if Klaus Schwab was just super excited for the release of Helldivers 2? Because you do go in the pod and eat the bugs. Is Helldivers 2 <laughs> <Wow>. good? <laughs> Have you guys seen those uh, Amazon houses they got? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those little ones that I, fold out. I gotta, yeah. I gotta be honest. I really want one. Mm-hmm. And I'm also really scared. Because uh, I was watching this, this podcast clip from a guy who said in the future, everyone's gonna own a home. It's just mm-hmm. not gonna be a home you wanna live in. Yeah. They're uh, gonna be like, these these little pod boxes, it's like thirty grand, and they deliver it. It's got it's obviously no basement. It takes them like a half an hour to set it up. They just it's a big box. Thing. It's like a big sheet, and they unfold everything, and then it all just clicks into place. And it's a one bedroom. It's got a bathroom. It's got a kitchen, living room, and it's got a bedroom. But they're relatively small, and the ceilings are low. But it's super cheap, and it's like your own place. It's got a bath. It's infinitely better than living in like a bachelor five by 10 box for two grand. You'd have to buy like a quarter acre of land somewhere, Mm -hmm. have it delivered, dropped off, hooked up to the electricity and then to plumbing. But that's probably going to run you. I think all in all, after everything's said and done, you might have like 50 to $70,000. And I'm not, and for a lot of people who are younger and don't get it, doesn't mean you put that money down. That means you save up seven grand and then you get a loan and you finance it all. And you're gonna have your own place. And I think that's what's going to happen. Five, 600 bucks a month, maybe less than that. Yeah. Yep. And you have essentially, I don't know, what is it, like 200, 300 square feet or something? Not even. They look bad in floods. Well, I don't put them in a floodplain. <laughs> I mean, just, they just they look, look like bad they're, they're just going to get swept away. <laughs> we we want to buy Legos. a couple for Free Domestan because they're like private offices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we could easily like put two of them up. Man, get six of not, those. Things. Not only that, check this out. If we built, if we built two of them, it would eliminate all of our hotel costs. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. And it would yeah, dramatically true, true. reduce our 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 our, our uh, travel costs from picking up guests. Yeah, yeah. Guest gets picked up and dr- brought right to Freedomistan, where we've got two little like private those... lodging. Yeah, you're talking about the kind so, that folded out. But yeah. if you, if you, out, yeah. if you could order it from Amazon, how much? If you find find a contractor, they could probably build you that same thing. For See, here's the other thing: they have these things called bunkies. There's a website I got an ad for it on Instagram because Instagram knows exactly what I want and when I want it. It's like, oh, he wants a tiny house. <laughs> Give him a tiny yes. house and. They're so cool. They're two-story tiny houses for twelve grand. Whoa! You're talking my language. There's no bathroom though. Uh, the the Amazon ones. To the outhouse. Yeah, nobody's gonna want to come and stay tonight. Like, but if if I we, would, if you brought me up bro. here and you told me I have a two-story, like little guest house, and I just had to walk ten feet to the bathroom. No, nah, have put, you ever used an outhouse before? Yeah, I used to be in Boy Scouts. 
I don't think people are gonna want to. And there's no like. I mean, we got part of the experience. Yes, yeah, you're not doing it forever. I think I think we'd be smart to invest in two of these little. Uh, Oh yeah, get two now. Get four more later if you like them. Nah, I wouldn't. I think two is good because when one guest comes in, and then they leave, one guest comes in, then you, you rotate, and then we just hire a person to clean, yeah. and then we know like because we gotta we gotta book hotels. We, we do like two hotels a night yeah. every day of the week. It's expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we could like for the cost of two months of accommodations. Man, that's crazy. We spent yeah, a lot right. of money on Bro, housing guests. Right. So with me building a house now, dude, and I was going through. Uh, like a contractor or whatever you call it. And you know what the price was they were charging me to build everything? Like eight eighty nine. Mm. Like almost a million dollars. And now that so I'm how, how how many square feet? Uh so the initial house is thirty eight hundred square feet. And then the separate house where I'm gonna like do this is like eighteen hundred. So that was eight eighty nine. Wow. That was eight eighty nine. And once I went in and started like getting prices on my own, I got that down to four eighty seven. Wow. wow! Like well, so just just not using one person who yeah. monopolizes everything. Just going and being like, "Hey, because I'm doing a lot of it out of pocket." So I'm like, "Hey, how much will you lay this foundation down for?" Okay, how much will you frame this for? All right, how much will you set this in for? How much will you do my roof for? And then just separate everything, right. even do though it might take me. 18 months to do it yeah i'm right. saving like half so there's this uh there's this skateboarding website that writes about me non-stop for some reason mm -hmm. i really don't know why mm -hmm. but and it's just like it's it, it gets a lot of attention but they they published this and and like a lot of people saw the article claiming that the video we put out of uh free Damistan, which is under construction and they're building skate park they said tim pool unveils his two million dollar skate park and I'm like, yo, that is not it. Like, <laughs> we announced a $2 million investment in multiple phases. And this is phase one, which is half a million dollars. The full building, the construction inside is probably, it's probably closer to like seven or 700,000 total. But that's not just the skate park. The skate park was like, I don't know, two to 300. Everything we're building for it. But then they write this article, it's like 2 million. And it's like, people don't get it, you know. But we are investing a, a ton of money. It's not just about the park. It's the whole facility of right. production, the studio. We're building uh, a studio underneath the IRL studio, which is going to serve as like uh, hangout shows, like video games and skateboarding. I was kind of mad I didn't get to see that because I saw your Instagram. I was like, fuck, I get to see that. And you know what's funny? It's like, we could go there and do the show there right now. Yeah. But... I can, like it, we don't want to. It makes no sense right now because they're doing construction in the mornings, right. and so I can't do the morning show there. But I'm not going to record here and then drive out there, and then like it's just you know we got to get the art going, and so we're like we'll get it all, we'll get it all. We're we're like two or three weeks out, maybe yeah. maybe maybe three weeks. So, yeah. Here we go. We got a good super. This is an important one. Fails R Us says. Loud and Fire and Rescue mentioned that if you want your donations to go directly to the, to the deceased firefighter's family, you need to add Brown Family in the memo line. So that link is in the description below. Shout out to our first responders. And uh, it, it was crazy because we, we got that breaking news last night. Basically, a house exploded in Loudoun County, which it's wild because everybody's heard the stories about Loudoun County and, you know, what's going on there with the fights over wokeness and stuff. Really close to the airport. And uh, actually, a family member of one of the Timcast crew was seriously injured in it. So... You know, shout out to everybody who helped out and shout out to our first responders. I hope I hope it works out to the best for the best. Let's grab some more super chats. Jacob Hawley says, my dad is a trucker from Milwaukee and Madison to New York City. It is already insane. Oh, yeah. 
He was called by a freight broker in New York who offered him a bonus of 25% to deliver to New York because all the other truckers were refusing. Hold the line. Whoa! Oh, man. Well, Newsweek reports the guy backed down, and I'm like, I bet it's because it's getting big. Like, if truckers are actually talking about it, and then he makes a video, and they think he's like... Mm-hmm. I bet he was getting reached out for comment by journalists, and he's like, no, "I am not the organizer of this." Mm-hmm. So I hope, I hope so, man. Was there any relation to that and what happened in Martinsburg with the trucker protests there? I have no idea. Someone mentioned. Uh-huh. Was that you that mentioned that? I, like I mean, I drove through there, and there was no. It was it was on like uh, I think it was on like our internal chat or something like that. And yeah. I drove through there, and there was a bunch of truckers lined up and honking a bunch. Like it was like three thirty yesterday or on Saturday, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. Fix bayonet says in 1932, the U.S. Army tore down the shanty town in D.C. Tanks and ca- uh, cavalry troops. Ca- that the cavalry. Yeah, the cavalry is like a is <laughs> cavalry the, hill is in the. Yeah, that's where they carry the cross. And, yeah. Cavalry. Cavalry. I think there's an L in cavalry. <laughs> so cavalry uh, troops drove out ten thousand World War One veterans who were protesting for their bonuses. Oh, that's crazy. right. That's right. I think it's funny that. Um, People sell each other out so quick, you know? Yeah. You're a veteran. You're like, I didn't get paid. And then another troop is like, don't know, don't care because I'm getting paid. Get out. Yeah. Yep. Poly Puree says many large truck companies have had a no NYC policy for years. If some independent truckers refuse to go there, that would cause New York City a disaster. So I read one report that said prices are feared to, to go up like 30 to 40 percent. Jeez. Because the supply is going to drop dramatically. Right. There was uh, truckers were already talking about it. it's really difficult to get into New York as it is. Yeah. And I, I know because I've gone through the Lincoln Tunnel. And Even you, with a car. I know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Let alone a truck trying to deliver goods. 10-4 Lucky Charms says, as a trucker, I refuse to go to NYC. Bravo, sir. Bravo. I, I, I would I would uh, absolutely love it if all of the uh, truckers are just like, nah, we're good. Because it just, it's, 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 it's free market. It's choice. Mm-hmm. Just Jimmy says, Tim, cover the farmers, fishermen, taxi drivers, and truckers in the EU. It's been real for weeks. France and so many others ain't messing around. Eva Vlardnerbrook went there and has been reporting on it for over a month. She was in, I think, Germany, maybe? She's been all over the... Yeah, I don't know exactly where, but... It's she, happening all over the place. Check out her Twitter. It's yeah. uh, Eva Vlar, I think, is the right. Twitter account. Eva Vlar. Yeah, she's awesome. Lord Seapig says, way too oversimplify what happened in Colorado. His brakes let out miles prior... And there's video of him dodging the runaway ramps that are for that. It could have been avoided. Ten injured, four killed. That's right. He drove past a runaway truck ramp. And uh, I read a couple different stories about it. And I, there's never, there's never, there's no real explanation for why he didn't go up the runaway truck ramp. However, some suggest he couldn't read. Wow. He, didn't, uh, he, was, he was not trained properly. He didn't know what he was doing. And the reason why so many people were demanding uh, clemency was because... The company, allegedly, that's what they say, had a record, a track record of violations. And I suppose the argument was, this is a guy, 23-year-old guy with no training and no idea what he was doing. And they told him to do a haul in the mountains, which he could not handle and didn't know what to do. And mm, I don't, too much I wonder work. if he actually knew what a run- runaway truck ramp was for. Yeah. They were saying that he burned out his brakes. Oh, so it wasn't even engine braking? Oh, dude. I, I have no idea. All they said is that people filmed smoke Bro. coming out and he was just like yeah, going downhill out of control. Didn't seem to know what he was doing. There was an accident. Cars were piled up and he couldn't stop. So he tried oh, to go. Dude. He tried to swerve out of the way and then crashed. And But 110 years in prison? But look, this is what I said uh, when I recorded about yes. this. The point of prison, what is it? One, lock dangerous people up so they can't hurt people. Two, 
provide emotional uh, uh, satisfaction to vic- to family vic- victims, I, or victims of, uh, families of victims. I totally get that, but more yeah. it's, it's that's not the most important one. It's rehab. some some kind of we we say that, but it's really retribution. Right. But it should be rehabilitation. In an instance where a guy was just it was an accident. How is that? What 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 justice is done by putting him in prison for a hundred years? Right. What they should have done is take away his license forever. Yeah. You're not allowed to drive anymore, and then they should have made him uh, uh, like I don't know restitution of some sort to the best of his abilities. He's a poor guy. I don't understand why we put him in prison. One, he's not a violent. It's not. There's not going to be a repeat offense. Right. And all it does is cost us money. Yep. So what's the Take point? Mm. To, yeah. Because the emotional satisfaction of people, can we accomplish the emotional satisfaction in another way somehow? Did he get it overturned? The 110 was overturned and dropped to 10. I don't even know what the point of 10 years is. 10 yeah. to probably do two or three. Yeah. But like, do we really want to spend money no. on this? No. Why do I got to spend money so that someone else is emotionally satisfied? We're not solving any problems. Right. Can we, like, I, I, I think the family deserves emotional satisfaction. I just don't think me spending money. And I, I live in Colorado. I'm saying, like, in terms of prisons in general, like we're not we're not actually accomplishing anything by just dumping money on this thing and locking people up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Violent offenders, yes. Accidents, yeah. There's got to be something else. It is what it is, I suppose. But uh, truckers were refusing to drive into the state, and so the state saw a serious problem with with deliveries and prices, and then they had to back down basically. Mm. Let's go. What do we have here? Yuyo says, Cameron Elementary School in the city of Woke, West Covina, California. Uh, A sub was allegedly watching (laughs) porn in front of kids and also taking pictures of students. He was not arrested. Protest happening tomorrow. Wow, that's crazy. Good. Protect the kids at all costs. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, in even places like West Virginia, you've got woke elements trying to come into the schools and people aren't paying attention. Mm Got to pay attention. All right, let's go. Dimsum Nimsum says, hey, Tim, can you shout out my sister's GoFundMe? Search help Brandy continue fighting cancer. She's a single mom and is going to fly across Canada to get treatments. This has been a three-year fight for her. Thank you. you Best got it, of Brandy. luck. Best of for luck. Sure, I'll send her $500. Send me her, her GoFundMe on my Instagram. You got to search Brandy continue fighting cancer. I'm not doing all that, but if you, <laughs> if you message me, I'll send her $500 tonight. You know, I've read a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff about cancer, and I am not a doctor, so don't listen to anything I'm about to say if it's factual, but I was reading this, and I'm curious what you guys think. It said, cutting sugar out stops the cancer from being able to grow, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Nothing to feed on, right? Yeah, like, if you starve yourself, I don't know this is true. We, we actually talked Along about Along these before. lines, I've heard it's if your lymphatic system gets uh, acidic, overly acidic, the cells normally... They, they release waste into the lymphatic. You have your blood and your lymph, your two fluids in your body. If your lymph is too acidic, the cells can't reduce, reduce their waste into it. So they get hot and then they split in half because they can't get rid of their waste. So if you alkalize your lymphatic system, then the cells can shit as normal and they don't split up. They don't. That's one thing I've heard from uh, Robert Norris, who's a naturopathic doctor. So they won't mutate. I don't know any about that. You should talk to a doctor because yeah. this is just But sugar is very acidic. So that's that's what made me think of that. But I someone was saying that if you... If you go into like keto, you're basically in star- starvation mode. Yeah. Your body breaks down damaged cells first. Right. It's autophagy. It's a, autophagy, it, that's it what it's called. breaks down the cells that are dead or dying or anything. It's, it's essentially your body using your uh, your natural resources to Yo. stop cancer. It's like a cancer treatment. Itself. I heard that yogis- Who fast a lot. They live to be like 180. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, one, no one believes it, but there's like- yeah. I've had these guys tell me that like up in the mountains, there are yogis. All they do is meditate all day. They rarely eat. They only drink water and, and rarely. 
and they live to be like 180. And I was like, I don't believe it. Come on. Yeah, like, who wants to live 180 years like that? They're monks. Mm. They're you just seen like the video of that one monk in his bed. He's basically a skeleton. Yeah, shaking hands with the lady. Oh, yeah. India, right? He looks right. like a, he's a corpse. Yeah, yeah just yeah, like yeah. he's skeleton. I agree with yeah. you. Like, who wants? I, I'm all about that kind of thing. But dude. who would want to live in well, look, sit look. in a mountain all day? You, you I guys, guess maybe there's some Zen to it. Maybe. You know that dude who's like trying to make himself immortal by like yeah the that rich CEO the CEO guy. Yeah, I want to meet he that. Like it's blood transfusions and he ages himself. I read an article. I don't know if it's true, but I read an article where he claims a teaspoon of olive oil with every meal limits the amount of damage your body takes from eating food. Mm. And, uh, and he said it's the cheapest and easiest, most effective thing that he does and anyone can do. And so what he was saying is that every time you eat, your body gets a little bit of damage. Over time, it builds up. Olive oil prevents that. I don't know about all that, but I do know that there have been numerous studies showing that caloric deprivation ex extends lifespan. Mm-hmm. But it's also like not a life you want to live. This know? is a guy taking the blood from his son. Yeah, right. I think, right? Yeah, I know a scientist in the, in New York City who was doing experiments where they, she would take an old dying mouse and a young mouse, sew them together and watch the old mouse get better and then the young mouse die. But it would like, it would even out. I don't know if they would, I think the young <laughs> ones died. I think the young ones died. It was crazy. Bro, I saw, what's that documentary about that dude? Uh, I don't know what part of Asia it was in, but he's supposed to be like the oldest guy and that guy went to go live with him and ate with him and he owns like a rice wine farm. Hmm, I don't know. No idea. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, and uh, he's supposed to be like one of the oldest people in the world and he drinks every fucking day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 256-year-old <laughs> man? Yeah. No. Let me see the picture. Hong Ju? Uh, Is there a YouTube video about him? I don't know, maybe. The maybe man in China. A few things came up. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't like when I read about caloric deprivation studies, and then I had this guy tell me that there are yo like yogi mat like yoga masters like monks mm -hmm. who live to be like 180. I'm like, if you don't, if you fast every three days and all you're doing is sitting there meditating and doing literally nothing, mm -hmm. that sounds plausible. But like, yeah, you take like I mean, a breath every minute. Your body kind of goes Because if your body's stasis. not doing anything and you're barely moving and then you're rarely eating, right. that's caloric deprivation. Yeah. And uh, I was reading they like extended lifespan and like mice by like 60% by not giving them food. Mm -hmm. They just become, they go into starvation, they become depressed and they give them a little bit just enough to keep them alive. And that's why I'm like, you'll live long, but it's not a life you want to live. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying gorge yourself to enjoy life. I'm saying, come on, everybody enjoys a nice steak. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like imagine mm -hmm. not, not eating that. And I also want to add, we have, we, you know, Allison and I have, have long tried how to, to learn how to make the best steaks. And you go to a nice restaurant, a good one, like a fancy steakhouse, and they make you the best steak you've ever had. But nothing beats thinly sliced tenderloin fried in butter, pan seared on both True. sides, medium rare with some salt on it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know about all that steak. Mm, it's, it is good. But man, the butter fried tenderloin, Nusser Etz got it right. <laughs> Is it this dude? Can you see him from here, Dave? I can see him. That. Hold on. Oh, I don't want to put my computer on the screen. Necessarily. Let's grab some more super chats while they're looking. <laughs> see all my tabs. I don't know if that's. Let's go. Guy. Bill Hughes says, "Modern music in war. It's got a good beat, and I can march to it." <laughs> What's uh? They just play "Fortunate Son." That's, that's like the only song they. Did play. you see Mad Max? Uh, Thunder was it the, the new one? one? Thunder it was amazing. It was the second Mad Max, mm -hmm. whatever, where that dude's playing guitar on the front of the yeah. truck. Oh yeah, that's and it's it part like. of the score. It's yeah. so deep. It's like so meta. You'd be that guy. Yeah, that'd be amazing, that'd be me, dude. Strap me in. <laughs> <laughs> He's like got the bungee cord. Moral support. Yeah. 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 
And like an all silver so, sequin shoe. Yeah. Fernando <laughs> Tillman says, Karen Tillman, I am black from Georgia. New name, please. The funny thing is like any, any, <laughs> Karen Tillman, that's any so, random that's name amazing. I make up, someone's going to have. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. There was, there was a funny thing where like Collateral. I did a segment and I looked into the camera and said like, Bill Smith, you are 30 years old from Ohio. And then like someone commented like, yo, I am <laughs> Bill Smith. You have summoned me. <laughs> all right, here's my. Here, I love this trick. Um, I want you all to think of a number between one and one thousand. All right, I got it. All right, one and a thousand. Everybody listening, think of a number between one and a thousand. You were thinking of the number five hundred ninety-seven. Dude, somebody just crapped their pants. <laughs> so Penn and Teller did this joke. That he was like, think of a number between one and a million, and then he's like six hundred eighty-seven thousand nine hundred fifty-four. I found and, it, and he's like, right now. Some of you out there are going, how did they do that? And the rest of you are like, what? That's not my number. Yeah. <laughs> What's the guy's name? It wasn't the oldest man in the world. It was visiting the man who hasn't slept since 1962. Wow. What? What? Yes. Shit's crazy. Does he meditate? Sleep in bro, it's, it, 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 was he like on another? How do you... Bro, he literally smokes cigarettes all day. <laughs> And drinks rice wine. Does he have someone to like stop him from falling asleep? Nah, bro. He, he, he can't now? sleep. Oh, he'll he lay, just can't. He'll lay in the bed, but ever since he went to war, he said he can't sleep. Whoa. Wow. Man, His name's crazy. Ty Nook. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Sounds Nguyen. racist Nguyen. to me. Bro. No, it's people in. Sounds like you're being a racist. All right, let's grab. Yeah, I was probably, <laughs> let's grab a couple more here. I guess. All right. Let's see. MF Damien says keto helps many cancers, but makes a certain type of brain cancer worse. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, it's like something something about like the brain needs sugar no matter what. Yeah, and Glu so he, glucose for sure. Mm -hmm. You know what? I also want to say this too because everybody's always like, "I'm doing keto," and then they eat a steak. I'm like, "That's not keto." No, keto would be like eating a stick of butter. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. A lot Gotta of fat. Hell of yeah. fat. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What's not keto about steak? Uh, protein gets turned into sugar. Yep. So the point of keto is to have a a uh, uh, like very low carbohydrate and burn the fat as sugars. Yeah, right. turn right. well burn the replace the sugars with uh, with the yeah. ketones. That's why people on keto put like MCT oil in their coffee. Right? Oh yeah, yep. heavy cream, coconut so, like, butter, that stuff. When I was that, that's why I never really said I was doing like people people call it keto and it's like it's fine, but I would always say like low carb. Because the, the Atkins I, diet. I do a lot of protein because yeah. mm -hmm. I'm trying to exercise. I'm not trying to just like lose weight. I'm trying to get fit and like, you yeah. know, like do better. So now we're doing like sports massage and sports stretching. Crazy. Oh, no. It, like, I, I, I got to tell you, man, like once in your life, go to a professional sports massage and stretching person. Yeah. Because there's a there's pro like people are like, I have back pain. And then you buy like inserts or whatever for your shoes. I don't know about the chiropractor stuff. All I know is a professional, like, stretch person. Like a, a, a whatever you call them, physical Professional thing. stretch person. I like it. That's right. Like, stretch arms. Coin it. Stretch uh, arms. I had, I, I was saying this other, like, last, like, a couple weeks ago, I had a uh, uh, pain in my shoulder blade, and he sh he right away did a stretch, and it was gone. Oh, wow. And I'm like, man, like, I've had that pain come and go for a long time, and you just showed me in one move, in 10 seconds, how to get rid of it. Because I'll make That's the wild. mistake, if it hurts right here, I'll press on the spot that hurts over and over and over for years, but it's another area of the body that pulls it and twists it. And so we got this dude and he's like, oh yeah, I could, what you're feeling there is actually from here. And then he like does the stretch and you're like, what? Oh. All right. So anyway, we're going to go to the members only uncensored show, which we've all been waiting for. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Go to TimCast.com right now. Click join us, become a member. 
And on the front page of the website, in a couple of minutes, you will see the Uncensored show, which is going to be live. And you don't want to miss it because it's going to get wild, not so family friendly and very funny. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast. David, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, man. Um, my special comes out March 6th. It's called Uncancelable. Uh, given the recent circumstances around why I'm here today and and what has really been going on, you know, uh, we're 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 raw right now, right? No, no, we're, we're gonna shut down and then we're gonna go on censor in a second. Yeah, so uh, uncancelable comes out uh, March six. Make sure y'all get make sure y'all get that. And when you see that special, you'll understand why they're trying to shut me down because a lot of people don't talk about real issues anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you have talk about like where did you shoot it? Is that known yet? Or are you gonna? I mean, re- I shot it at the mothership. It's, nice. it's not a secret. Right I shot it at the mothership. I'm the first person to shoot a special at the mothership. Oh, that's Amazing. Incredible. Right on, man. Okay, members on the inside. It's gonna be fun. March fifth awesome. on your website. Sixth. March sixth on your website. YouTube. My first special has to be free because it's it's like you know I yeah I come from a generation of drug dealers and uh and, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, first one's free you know yeah yeah, yeah. The, the first hit is free but after, <laughs> after you like that well yeah it was awesome being here i'm shane cashman i got a book coming out in april about uh my time with kanye and carrie lake and alex jones i'm also hosting an event in april april 27th ian will be there it's at yes. the vulcan if you're around you should be there too triple e will be there yeah. jimmy Dore will be there and um, uh interesting fact about shane he actually got the boots on that paul revere had oh, when he yeah. that's right about, i don't know i wish you could show those boots that's awesome that's what's up it's a pa- fuck the trumps those are the paul revere's <laughs> I'm, gonna dip, I'm gonna dip these in gold uh well dude it was a pleasure being here hey man you're amazing yeah, everything too, man. thanks man and it was april 27th at the uh at the at vulcan, vulcan yep. mines fest that's there right you go get your tickets do you know where the tickets are being sold right at now? the vulcan gas company website i'll yep. actually yes. be there yeah oh, that's what's gonna play. i'll be there i'll be there at the mines fest good I, to see you man yeah man all right awesome. uh let's let's move it on to the let's after go. show ian crossland check me out i'll see you there and i'm sir.com uh pleasure having you appreciate it man uh, let's uh, show the app show. Let's do it. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in about a minute. Thanks for hanging out. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.